This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons, patrons such as Raphael, Pat Bevins, and Christian Hardicke. Uh, thank you very much, and thank you to everybody who patronizes us over at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. If you'd like to join them, head on over. Five bucks a month gives you all the premium episodes and tons of goodies and supports your boys. We appreciate it. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights, which is a Metroidvania game developed and published by AdGlobe and Livewire and uh, published by Binary Haze Interactive for current systems in 2021. Two out of the three of those things sound like energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode was executive produced by Steven. Big mm-hmm. thank you to Steven. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we, we're firmly into a little uh, springtime section I like to call, uh, I feel very out of step with every other critical body talking about these <laughs> games. Uh, there are things I like about this. There are things I'm going to be really mean about. And I just mm-hmm. want to make sure Steven understands. Uh, that does not reflect on Steven, just different nope. different strokes, you know? Yeah. Uh, a good reminder for people as well that like, uh, you know, it's awesome to sponsor. We love it when people sponsor games and stuff, but sometimes we don't like stuff. We got to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Uh, and this, uh, and that, that's more of a, uh, next week thing. Yeah. But, but yeah. this week is also just kind of like, boy, this game got a lot of really good press and it's, this is a real <laughs> seven out of 10, uh, <laughs> six out of 10 kind of number, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. Yeah. Uh, deeply it's, uh, okay. It's, 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 it's deeply okay. Uh, I, I'm, we'll, we'll get into it with, uh, with, 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 with specifics, uh, I can understand why people uh, would kind of g- g- kind of hew to this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, given uh, you know, a- 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 aesthetics and, uh, you know, just uh, the, like in the in the moment, like, you know, moment to moment, hand to hand feels pretty good. Uh, my problems with it are on kind of a real macro level, actually. <laughs> it, yeah, it's it's a thing where uh, I have subjective issues. You know, which there are aesthetic things that I think are irksome about this, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And then there are bigger things which are like level design things mm-hmm. uh, that this does that I think are kind of crummy. Yeah. Um, that I didn't see called out mm-hmm. like anywhere. Uh, you know, and and we're gonna get into to all of that. Yeah. Uh, here, but it, it's a uh, yeah, just real mixed bag. I I'm glad we did this instead of here instead of bonfireside chat. Yes. Uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll get into that. We start talking about story and kind of fluff stuff because that, that stuff also didn't work for me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the premise of this, if you haven't heard of this, because this is a, a small indie game, um, you play as Lily. You're a young girl who wakes up in a world that's been ravaged by an undead curse, uh, if that sounds familiar. It's called mm-hmm. The Blight this time. And you set out to search for the White Priestesses, uh, which are the kingdom's only hope of treating this affliction. Yes. Uh, and you search for them in this 2D Metroidvania that hues pretty close to the formula with like a little yes. bit of souls rhythm and checkpointing stuff thrown in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a souls Yeah. You know, uh, we're, we're comfortably in a blasphemous, uh, death gambit kind of a like, yeah. Section here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which is both of those are unfavorable comparisons or this is yeah, an unfavorable so. comparison to those. I, I to think me. so. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, th- I think those are, are significantly better games. Yeah. Um, but, uh, kind of the gimmick here is that Lily is this young girl, uh, you know, not to, I mean, like, like a kid, like her dodge at the start is she just kind of trips she like falls a toddler. Over. She's a, she's a moe wave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's in this aesthetic marker. Uh, number one thing, which yeah. I can understand why people would be like way into it. Um, if you, yeah, man, if, if the idea of like a little girl doing mm-hmm. stuff is like, you're, you know, you're like, yeah, man, like it, it's mm-hmm. a, it's a tiny, uh, very, a feat and demure girl who does mm-hmm. my adventure, uh, this, this will work for you. I, I didn't realize at the time, but I'm like, I kept, I was, I was like, what is the, the word for this aesthetic? And I kept like circling around it uh-huh. and eventually realized like, Oh, it's Moe. And then I was like, Oh no, no, I hate Moe. I, I want, I want, I want to spike this girl into a compost heap. I, I, I just, like, Oh, woo woo. Like it's, it's really irritating. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I love uh, a lady character and something, but something about mm-hmm. playing like a, a toddler, like a girl, she's not a toddler, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like a very helpless little waif. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't like a waif. No yep. waifs. You know, it's a, uh, you know, you know, uh, just, uh, again, that's going to be a cilantro thing, depending on your, uh, totally. d- d- depending you, on you your viewing habits. Yeah. Adora wave. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just like, I, I, I cannot handle the wave. She, her dodge roll, which we talked about, uh, which starts off of her falling on her face mm-hmm. is like, it's funny. It's almost like she ragdolls and her doing it in midair when she kind of belly flops. It's, it's it, like straight out of one of those old dismount games that you used to yes. be able to get where it's like, Oh, we're going to crash a truck and then can, see how the body can flies. Joe can wave danger land on the, <laughs> the target to get a certain number of tickets. Um, it, it is a wave danger dodge. Uh, and it's funny, <laughs> but it, at no point does it seem cool. Yeah, uh, to me, yeah. it just seems inexorably lame. And it, I was trying to figure out what the difference is between this and Momodora, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which is another game we've covered that I like. And I fired up Momodora and I'm like, oh, it's just it's cuter. Yeah. And and she looks kind of like tough. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't she doesn't look quite as young and she doesn't look quite as helpless. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, Lily is helped. And this is kind of the gimmick here, at least this aesthetically. And it goes into the goes it goes into the mechanics here a little bit. We got kind of a um, order of ecclesia thing going on yeah uh, you know where in that game you're just playing a sorceress and you've got these marks these tattoos that will manifest your weapons and stuff here um she has these spirits that you know your every action that you take besides jumping and dodging and moving around summons one of these spirits to perform the action for you so the first one that you get and this is just a real basic way uh to kind of lay it out like your basic attack is to summon this umbral knight uh, is what he's called, who does sword slash combos and stuff for you. Um, yes. And everything else is various flavors of that. And you, you get a bunch more. 
Yeah. You know, you defeat bosses and you get major ones. You defeat mini bosses, you get minor ones. You end up with a huge stable of different options. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is legit pretty cool. Yep. I, you know, I think like there's a wide variety of these. Um, you're not discouraged from trying new ones. They, uh, they tend to be at your average level when you find them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, level up the stuff you get. It's not, you don't have to wait to, to put your resources into things. Yeah. Um, I like the wide variety of these Yeah, quite a bit. It's, it's the coolest thing about the game to me. Like this is the, the unique selling point. Yeah. This is the, you know, this lends to the game having a pretty wide build variety. Um, yeah. and you're not necessarily, you know, because of that, you know, the spirits level up with you even before you get them kind of feel like nothing nothing you never find anything useless right Uh, you find tons of useless things because of how they handle lore notes which we'll we'll talk about like that's more of a level design thing but you yeah you can use your resources i guess by by spirits none of the spirits that you find like each of them has a has a certain corner case where it's going to be useful to you either by the kind of damage it does or you know by the kind of the sector that it hits you can be really adaptive to what the game throws at you and it's weird because that ends up being the axis on which the lack of variety hurts not your capability yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's doing the thing. Uh, it comes up a lot on the show where a game gives you a wide tool set and gives you no real reason to use it. Yeah. Um, and that can be a real bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, and also it can be a little exhausting. Yeah. Um, you know, you get a new spirit and you want to feel excited by that. You want to try out a new cool thing, mm-hmm. but it's just a slightly different hurt box. Yeah. You know, uh, and th- that ends up feeling kind of bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool that there's this wide variety. I don't know what the answer to that is exactly. Like the the feeling of getting a thing, knowing it's po- could be powerful and useful, but being a little exhausted at the idea of trying everything out because yeah, what I have yeah. is just fine. You know, and I'm used to it. There's a there's a huge devil, you know. You, know, yeah. you get used to the timings. These all have different timings. Uh, this is all done through a cooldown system. You don't have a stamina. Uh, you have an invisible cooldown on your dodge. Your uh, spirits have a visible cooldown mm-hmm. on them. Um, so I'm, you get used to those. Yeah. Like you end up in a rhythm for it. And it, it's not like uh, Souls weapon classes where they roughly map onto each other. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in in that, you know, I, oh, I have a big axe. I have a big hammer. I, I can probably make that transition. I'm used yeah. to big things. Here, you know, a big guy might do something completely different. Yes. He might do a distance, like ranged belly flop, not a, uh, you know, a, a close up slow attack. Yeah. So it's, it's just a little tricky to, to experiment to the degree. It's, it's something that should be fun, mm-hmm. uh, I think. And it, and it just ended up being something I didn't want to do yeah. uh, throughout the game, you know, which, yeah. which, uh, for one reason or another, like it just wasn't compelling. This get, this gets into armchair uh, kind of things, but like I think that placement and level design around these things is pretty important. When I think of other games that have you know yes fewer things that it will give you ability wise, um, uh, oftentimes where and when you get it, there will be a short we'll section relate. after yeah. or nearby where it's like oh yeah here let's demonstrate the use case here mm, that. <laughs> The level you design do doesn't seem to care. Yeah. Well, it, not only that, but you couldn't do it. There are like 30 spirits. Yeah. You know, it would, it would have to be, they do that for the Metroidvania elements for the movement elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they do it as well. You know, again, it's by the formula, like they do it just fine. Yeah. Um, but if they were going to do it for weapons, yeah. um, it would feel really weirdly start stop because mm-hmm. you, you get them a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
so you do not have stamina, but enemies do have stagger meters. This ends up being really important, especially for bosses, um, uh, because of, you know, it, <laughs> another problem, HP sponge, like there's real oh, health bar inflation in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, you, as you attack, uh, you will whittle this thing down and then they go into a staggered state where you can go in and, uh, you know, whack them like a pinata. Uh, some of the spirits, yeah. Some of the spirits are, um, more geared towards staggering enemies. Uh, you Mm -hmm. know, so you can go in and get the, get those high damage attacks in. Uh, it's nice, you know, playing around with those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can have two sets of three attacks, uh, equipped. So you can switch between two different modes. Um, you can do that instantly. So the idea is you can have a wide variety Mm -hmm. of things. Uh, you know, early on I experimented with having like a ranged set and a close-up set, but ended up just wanting to have a ranged and a close-up yeah. thing on my main bar. Mm-hmm. Um, attacks have limited uses in this, uh, like magic in Dark Souls, mm-hmm. that can be restored by resting at a, a respite or a bonfire. Um, or there are little red flowers you can attack in the world to get these. Yeah. And this is another way that things are balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I like about this is some of them are effective, like some of them are limitless and some of them are effectively limitless mm-hmm. most of the range ones that do plink damage you get commensurate uh number of uses yeah you know like you're not going to run out of the witch the homing witch spell like right. you have 70 uses that's pretty great mm-hmm. um they they're pretty generous with these yeah that's my point yeah and there were there were times even when there wasn't a uh a red flower where just defeating a bunch of enemies would restore uh kind of like defeating enemy groups in elden ring a little bit yeah, uh, yeah. i found they, they, they generally keep you keep you pretty fueled up it ends up being one of those things that feels like a limitation but really kind of isn't you know yeah. um, a weird secret to this system too uh, that it took me a long time to figure out in the game is that you can these can overlap yeah like you're thinking of them as attacks so you're thinking i can do one and then the other you can actually do two of these at the same time mm-hmm uh, if they're both on cooldown. Yeah. So that is a good way to like, there are, you know, we're, we're talking about the HP sponginess of the, the bosses. They are really spongy. You can up your damage output mm-hmm. in a couple of different ways, even doing everything you can to optimize damage, which I was doing like, you know, offense mm-hmm. is, is defense in this. Um, it didn't really do enough yeah. to make the boss fights, not like seven or eight minutes long. <laughs> you know? it- it is satisfying to figure out, like for a particular boss, uh, a couple of spirits. I mean, you, again, two sets of three, so you can have six of them. Figuring out a combination where you can just pile on the summons uh, mm-hmm. and have them and have them continuously do damage to them when they're down. Yeah, yeah. No, um, uh, there is an Estus system in this. You know, you're healing. Um, you've got uh, prayers, is what they are. You get three at the start uh, by equipping a particular ring. You can get an extra one. Uh, and you re- restore the use on these by attacking white flowers uh, in the world, or resting. Kind of a, yeah, or, or by resting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is fine. Feels feel, feels like a, you know an Estus. This powers up sub- substantially as you find other um, uh, dead priestesses, other other little girls like you. Yeah, who are, who are yeah You harvest the moe energy. <laughs> like you, you you look at her stumbling in front of a boy she likes in front of a locker, her memory, and you suck it out to get another use. um, oh man a cool thing about these that i that i did appreciate is um if you are at max health and you accidentally press the button 
uh, to, yeah, to, to, to use this doesn't work. Um, it just, uh, it, it will, uh, like you'll, you'll do the animation, but it won't expend one. And if your, if your charges are full, uh, when you attack a white flower, you'll just get the healing benefit from attacking the flower, you know? Yeah, so that's great. That's neat. Yeah. Nice, nice little, uh, quality of life. Yeah. Uh, there are levels in this, uh, killing enemies levels you up. This increases your attack. Here's a weird thing about this game. Uh, I <laughs> ran to a few walls that it's like a little grindy. It's a little um, grindy and each individual yeah. level doesn't make that big of a difference for you. It's the, you, it's a hundred level cap. Yeah. You, you, you gain levels pretty quick. They don't do very much, but you still need to do it. Mm-hmm. So like you end up at a situation where like, this is, this is ridiculous. I'm getting, you know, two shot very quickly. Yeah. Go out and gain five levels. You know, just mm-hmm. walk back and forth for a little while. Yeah. Uh, it seems built into the design. You know, it, it doesn't seem like, I'm sure it's not strictly necessary. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are soul level one playthroughs of this or of as course. close as you can get without, you know, within a game that automatically levels you up. But the, uh, it felt necessary. Yeah. Uh, and that's just something I never like. It's not super fun in this. Like the combat is snappy and fun enough, mm-hmm. but it's not the kind of thing I want to walk back and forth doing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it was not a joy. No, no, it's a, and, and also like the level and enemy variety, like none of the spaces or none of the like particular enemies was particularly engaging to, to go up against the kind of vary between nothing and annoying was kind of the spectrum. So there, there was little intrinsic, uh, you know, intrinsic value to be found in going and killing a bunch of them. Like the enemies kind of exist just to be you know, enough friction for exploration and to kind of plink you down. Yeah. It's hard for me to think of an, a specific enemy where I'm like, this enemy is really fun to fight. Yes. You know, if there, if there is a big knight thing that I can mm-hmm. parry, like yeah. that's pretty fun. Yes. Uh, that is a class of enemies. There are tons of them that are functionally identical mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, there's also tons of other enemies that are just a little obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, the um, way this game handles health is real weird. Yeah. Um, and this, and it plays into the pickup thing which picks up plays in the economy uh which is real strange i don't know if you have a note for that later um yeah, it's worth talking about it, here yeah yeah I, fi- I find it real weird so you don't gain health for leveling up instead you find an item an amulet fragment out in the world that gives you five extra hit points these are kind of start out as like high value treasures mm-hmm. but as you go uh five health gets less and less to where these kind of become low value treasures and very occasionally you'll get a higher you know, a better version of it, mm-hmm. but this is limited in the world. Uh, you are not able to, when you are leveling up to, to grind because you kind of have to grind, you're not getting more health. No, you, no. you get a little bit more durability, a little bit more offense, but you have to really explore in this. It is, it functions with the rest of the economy things to me, to feel like a game that is balanced around you finding everything. Oh, I mean, I, and then, and then you have to, to get the true ending of that. Well, is something and then that the, motivates yeah, the fucking, you. yeah, yeah, the fucking true ending shit. But yeah. like, it, so imagine like super Metroid, you know, like an Ur Metroidvania kind of thing. The way missiles are deployed in that game, you're really not meant to get them all. You can, right. you don't need them all. Like mm-hmm. by no means, you know, I've never 100% of that. This right. game kind of takes the opposite route. You know, like you're not getting enough health tanks. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely nickel and diming your health up to where every one of them is basically necessary. Yeah. So it has a hard, uh, like se- a hardcore kind of semi mandatory collectathon feeling to it. Yeah. At points. And that would be kind of cool because finding hidden stuff in, in Metroidvania is fun. 
if they were fun to find in the world. Right. Which like some of them are, and most of them aren't though. And a lot of them are think. just like, Oh, it happened to be in a box that was there. So you destroyed it. Uh, kind yeah, of you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, the, like there's uh like destructible, just objects for flavor yeah. around and you play for a while before you realize like, no, they're going to actually put a really valuable upgrade in that. Mm-hmm. Um, this plays into like a general sense of the economy uh, that I don't like. Um, so you, you go around and you get these collectibles, you get the health collectibles, um, you get, uh, things to upgrade your spirits, these different kinds of blight collectibles mm-hmm. in the world. And there are two tiers of these. This also feels really nickel and dimey. Yeah. Um, the, the curve on the, the requirements for these goes up drastically. <laughs> uh, it's like 10, 30, 90, 300. Yeah. 90. Yeah. 300. And you're getting them in like 10 at a time. Right. So what this does is it effectively is saying, this is the level cap for your spirit mm-hmm. until you get further in the game where you start finding bigger caches of these. Yeah. It ends up feeling really artificial. Like it doesn't feel better than just having a, them level up with you mm-hmm. almost. Um, and again, it kind of undercuts that control. Like it's simultaneously necessary to collect everything and grind, mm-hmm. but you are never particularly empowered by doing either of those things. You're just getting to the minimum of the curve. Right. You know, like you're, you're just clearing the, like stumming, like, you know, beaching on the bar, like just barely <laughs> though. Yeah. You know? And what it ultimately kind of works out to is it's almost like there are two, like three different experience meters and they're mm-hmm. rewarded for different things. Right. Yeah. So like it, it would, it would almost be like they were rewarding, you, <laughs> rewarding you, uh, with ex- extra max HP, for, you know, five, you know, touching every platform on a map. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is, 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 uh, is, is something kind of weird. Uh, and then the spirit upgrades are, you know, kind of something else entirely. I think the HP thing gets, you know, uh, and the fact that it is, you know, kind of limited, um, by where you can get to with the current movement options that runs into the difficulty and makes the difficulty much more of an issue. Um, I'm, I'm not as averse to grinding as you are. Um, uh, and I end up being happy sometimes that it is there as a pressure relief valve to, mm-hmm. you know, to, 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 to surmount difficulty, uh, you know, like, okay, I'm just going to put in, put in some time and get over this wall. Maybe the next boss will be a little bit more catered to my strengths as a gamer American. So I mm-hmm. will, uh, you know, just m- make up for that time there. Cool. Good. Yeah. Problem is you're very fragile in this, like bosses end up being this shuttle run because of the fact that they are um, phase based and they have so much HP compared to your very little, you know, you've got the three prayers with you most of the time. And, you know, a lot of these bosses and their attacks, you can be hit three or four times and and then you're out. Uh, And when there is no, literally no way to increase your HP pool, uh, beyond seeing more of the map and you may be up against a wall kind of brings in some of these moments where the game feels very hopeless. Yeah. 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 Uh, the one I 100% with you, mm-hmm. uh, I have to complain about the economy a little bit more before we move on to difficulty. No, no, I, 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 the, I, bring the, uh, it, I bring it up because, because it's, because it's tied in at that particular point. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just being a parody of myself. I, <laughs> I, uh, the, yeah, it is, it is 100% tied in. I also had that experience like, and, and for the record, I like being able to surmount difficulty. I just wish that it was balanced in the first place. You yes. Know, like, yeah. That's the thing that, 
that version of grinding, like, yes, I would rather be able to do it and get past the wall than not. I would just prefer mm-hmm. I didn't have to do it in the first place. Yes. You know, but, uh, in addition to finding that you find, um, my biggest issue is they hide lore that way. So, uh, clearly inspired, you know, dark souls, like dark souls did the, the lore snippet thing yes. and set the world on fire. Uh, the way dark souls does it for people who haven't played it because you know, this is watch out for fireballs, not bonfire side chat. Um, when you pick up an item, there's a little paragraph with it. That's a description that will tell you about the world or the person who owned it or something unrelated. Mm-hmm. And that is how you piece together the story. Uh, Ender Lilies does that as well, but rather than tying them to things you will pick up, they just put them as freestanding notes in the environment that are weighted the same way as mechanical upgrades. Yes. So you will uh, have the Metroidvania experience of seeing a challenge room. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, that's a big dude. That's a mini boss. Yeah. I bet you if I beat him, there's something cool behind him. Or uh, finding a specifically devious secret. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a little divot in the wall and this elevator shaft. I bet you if I jump and hit that, I can go in there. Yeah. And instead of getting rewarded with something uh, that would be in any other Metroidvania, you're rewarded with a, a really, really bland paragraph about the story. Yeah. And like, again, super subjective element, right? It's like the Moe, Moe wave zone. But the pros for in this game really failed to do anything for me. Yeah. Um, some of the concepts were fine, but even then it felt really really like an ai generating a souls game to me yeah. like oh there's a rain that turns things undead and there's a load-bearing like boss at the end who's holding it back and i'm like that's just dark souls you know yep. like that's it's, uh, i i have run out of mileage on that on that particular concept or that that like that particular idea uh, you know i've got this as a note later in the writing it it, it you know my eyes just kind of like wash over it like oh there's a hero who was tragically corrupted like i mean come come on i understand that we are you know more steeped in this than the average person most people probably yeah but like we're 13 years on from dark souls or 12 years on from dark souls right now like that this is still coming around and being played straight up the middle without a um without a twist kind of feels yes. a little unforgivable maybe new maybe new ish to you you know t- the tread may, may not be off the tires there i gotta tell you this exact story is just so in the water that it's bizarre that it suffices that it came out at this time yeah and i i can imagine you know a hater like somebody who who is not a fan of, of from soft games being like well how come it's okay when they do it and the answer to that is one like they they kind of started it you know, mm-hmm. so them doing it is kind of a legacy thing, but two, they, they really don't do the exact they, same thing. There, there are twists on all of those things. Their basic premises, mm-hmm. it's the, the, the basic premise is the same. Like there's a curse and there's undeads, mm-hmm. but they, they change the, the details of that so much from entry yeah. to entry. It cannot be stressed enough how straight down the middle this is. Right. Uh, it really feels like this would feel kind of fresh if it came out right after demon souls. Yes. You know, like in tw- 2009. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is not, uh, it's just, it's really tired. And and this is aside from, I think the pros, which just lacks any kind of like spark. Yeah. You know, there's not an entertaining voice, uh, to, to the narrative. Mm-hmm. So this all coupled together in having a depressing effect on making me want to go forward to see what would happen. Yeah. You know, at no point was I interested in the narrative of this game. 
Right. And when I'm just trying to play it as a wireframe uh, and play the parts I do like, which are mechanical, roughly a fourth of the time when I go and find a hidden cache, it's just a paragraph about the narrative. Yes. And like I did do it. I did diligence. Like I read these. I didn't skip them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was like, maybe so, you know, I, I earned this fucking uh, you know, this post-it note. I'm going to goddamn dine on it. Like I'm going to read both sides of it. I, I sweated for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to see what this is and it just adds up to nothing, yeah. you know? And then I, I, I did the secret ending mm-hmm. uh, in this cause I was feeling, I don't know, like a scrawl took over. That's not the kind of thing I usually do, but I was like, yeah, I was going to ask if you were okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, <laughs> So I had extra time. I was really far ahead <laughs> on work and I just, I wanted to do due diligence, uh, for it. And once you know what to do to get the thing, like you don't actually have to get everything. You have to go gather some doodads. Yeah. Once you know where they're at, they're not so bad. And also I read that some of them were behind like platforming challenges and stuff. And it's like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Like I would like to, to see what this game does with that. That was one of my favorite parts about grime, mm-hmm. you know, is when it went into platform challenges. So I was like, I want to see what that is. Yeah. Um, it, it doesn't, it didn't make me like the story. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's just nothing that fired me up about that. Yeah. And, you know, and just having, having the little apocalyptic log be one of your rewards for doing other stuff. It can be a re- it can be a real, be sure to drink your Ovaltine kind of moments. Yeah. Absolute Ovaltine moment and co- contrast it with the Chad, uh, death's gambit. Mm-hmm. which did the same thing, but they gave you a bonus against the boss, which not only was cool mechanically, mm-hmm. but it made sense. You're reading up on the boss. So you were learning its weaknesses. Yes. You know, again, if I could point Soulsylvania developers at anything, I would say, play the fuck out of death's gambit, yes. which is so overflowing with like wonderful ideas and innovation in this space mm-hmm. from story to mechanics and everything. It's such a good game. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's, it's the opposite of something that just kind of like, does the formula and then stumbles on a bunch of shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the other collectible you're going to find are, uh, you have relics, which are kind of like ring slots, uh, give you perks. You have a limited number of points that you can allocate, allocate to the perks, kind of like a uh, paper Mario mm-hmm. kind of thing. And you get more relic points by finding chains of sorcery. Uh, yeah. these are similar to the, uh, HP ups. They're yeah. just out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, these are fine. Some of yeah. these are real good. Some of them seem real silly, like faster swimming speed and yeah. stuff like that. But they do have a use case, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for them. Like there are challenges where you want to swim fast. Yes. And, you know, backtracking through a water heavy area, it's nice to be able to make that go a little bit quicker, uh, yeah. uh, you know, when the only cost is some menu tax kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about the difficulty a little bit. Um, the way uh, uh, it's a weird difficulty in this yeah. game. It's pretty uneven, I think. Um, all the bosses are slogs because they're a thousand years long. Yeah. Some of them have some cool moves and are fun to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to go up against them over and over and over. And that always includes a first phase you've mastered and a long, slow animation of it struggling to get to its feet yeah. uh, as the music cues up. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really started to to feel very repetitive. Yeah, and wear on my nerves uh, pretty quick. Yeah, and no boss was a cakewalk, which sounds like a compliment. Uh, however, I'm talking even like really early on, like mm. fuck, fuck the dark witch. <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem with the dark witch. Oh man, came I, right we, out we, the gate. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. We we might have had different experiences with the bosses. They they eventually yeah. got frustrating to me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we we didn't talk about this early on in the the controls because it's it's technically a pickup, but it's a basic part of the game, so it's worth talking about. Right. You get a parry. You do at some point. It's a really strong parry. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, you, you absolutely need to be able to use it. It's it, kind of wild yeah. that it's just okay. You've reached the catacombs. Use this now. In in no universe should it be a pickup. It should have just been part of your kit. Yeah. Um, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where uh, if you it it's kind of presented as optional, both like in terms of it's usually optional in video games to do that, mm-hmm. and in terms of the fact that it's a power up you pick up. Yeah. But it's it's by no means optional. Uh, and getting like good at pairing basically solved a bunch of the bosses for me. Mm-hmm. So, th- so when I would die to bosses and I didn't ace very many of these, but when right. I would die to them, it was a lot of fatigue mm-hmm. uh, or not seeing the third phase. Uh, you know, this is something we, again, not everybody listens to this, listens to the bonfire side chat. One of the, the, the problems that we have with three phase bosses is you do the first phase and you get it. Uh, and then you get to see the second phase. Second phase shows you a bunch of new stuff. No. New stuff you're not prepared for kills you. Then you have to do the first phase again. You get to the second phase. You practice that. Every time you want to practice the second phase, you have to go through the first phase again. And then every time you want to practice the third phase, you yeah. have to go through the first two again. That's on full display here, but it's worse because of the HP spuns issue. Yeah. So like, uh, and boss would have a first phase that I could reliably get through without taking a hit. It yeah. would just take fucking forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I make mistakes or get bored or get frustrated because it was just taking a really long time mm-hmm. uh, to do that. Like there's a tuning issue that's pretty intense. Yeah. To say something kind about the bosses and the phases, I feel like this is a pretty good articulation of that in terms of the moves that are added. Like mm. they like it is a it is a satisfying escalation where they almost always um, modify the attacks that you have seen before and add one or two on top of that. Um, like it does make for interesting encounters. I just do not like that paired up with how long each individual phase lasts because I reach the, I get it, uh, kind of section here. Yeah. You know, I, I, I reach that particular point and then it just becomes attrition. I, I'm glad that they're not starting up with like new night and day things. Yes. It just, when they do get an added thing, sometimes it's a one shot. Yeah, that's you know, a problem. That's a huge problem. If the first time you see something, it's a one shot and you've had to go through eight minutes of boss fight yeah. to get to that. And eight minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but like, seriously, okay, no, it's, cool. it's a lot. let's set in silence for eight minutes and, and see, uh, <laughs> so the audience can really feel like, like in my younger days. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. When put put uh, Tom Petty's The Waiting on four times please Um, (laughs) like yeah it's just it's it's a long time yeah you know Uh, you you get that burning feeling in the back of your neck that like frustration of just like god fucking damn it i just need to see something new you know another thing about difficulty and this is also a kind thing um that i'm going to say about it is uh the checkpoints are very generous you do mm-hmm. find lots of them and fast travel is unlocked pretty much right away. And also you can always warp to the, you know, warp to the most recent one. This is a game that is in step with souls games and, you know, uh, souls likes in that it is pretty much gotten rid of the boss run. Yeah. Yep. I, it also, there's no, uh, there's no leaving a, a corpse, right? You don't have souls or you don't have a resource. You just keep, keep your experience. So if you die, mm-hmm. nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, you, that's but great. You, do, 
you do lose though when you like <laughs> something that I love about you know recent souls likes see um uh, death's gambit see uh, uh see 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 blasphemous um uh like by getting rid of the uh by getting rid of the drop you know those ended up being an opportunity to give you a little boost during a fight you know during a boss yeah. fight right you would get in and claim that i think hollow knight did this as well um where you could claim that and, and hollow knight was... you had to fight it, it oh yeah and, yeah and Sorry. yeah and hollow knight it's a reverse like yeah that's Sorry. one of the big things hollow knight fucked up yeah. but yeah and blasphemous 100 it counted as a heal mm-hmm. it, here this is going to sound mean that is a design space i have no faith the developers would have done anything neat with yeah. in this game it's it's such a straight putt and so down the middle with with things that i i don't think they would have done something cool with it yes yeah, it would have just been you pick up your souls mm-hmm. you know um but maybe that's me being cynical yeah. so uh, but yeah the, the fact that you don't lose anything does make death you know it reduces the stakes in a way that i'm fine with in a game where the levels themselves are not really that big of a challenge there are some that are pretty you know that get that end up getting pretty hateful but like most of the death most of the dying you're going to do is on the bosses and you're going to die a lot yep uh the main bosses give you a movement ability let you explore more of the world. These vary. Some of them are useful in combat and exploring, and that's great. <laughs> Some of them are just for exploring. They're just keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, less good ones, literally a key. You summon a ghost <laughs> who opens doors for you. <laughs> uh, one of the least satisfying uh, upgrade abilities I've ever received. Um, <laughs> but it, it is funny uh, that it happens. These are just... You summon so a ghost to straighten your tie for you. Yeah, uh, basically, yes, you. You, the, the, the steak chewing ghost comes <laughs> through. Um, this lets you explore more of the world uh, that you have. The way that the world and the world map works is uh, it's a series. It's actually, it looks like, um, like a chart someone would make as a design document. Yes. Um, it's a series of rooms that are joined by, by little lines that just show there's a connection there, but not what the connection is. Mm-hmm. So, so on the map, it's a series of rectangles with lines drawn between them. Yes. Uh, and that shows you like, oh, these two rectile rectangles connect, but not necessarily where or how right. there's literally uh, doors you can go into that almost look like they would be a, a Goonies to NES backside of the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, like sometimes you'll literally go off the top of the screen. Sometimes you'll just go in a door. Yeah. The fact that things. the, it's the same language for both of those, uh, really yeah. tripped me up when I got to the cliffside Hamlet. It really just made me wish it was uh, the map from Super Metroid yeah. or Symphony of the Night. No. You know, I, I don't know what it was, what it gained by being more abstract. Um, so what 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 I think it gained was the flexibility to not make the spaces uh, fit together Lego like. Um, the individual rectangles will be roughly to scale. Like, hey, if this is a long, you know, a longer room or a, or a taller room, it will ship. It will show that. Uh, but I think that by keeping your mini map so 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 abstracted, it, it got rid of the necessity to you know make the connection so literal. I would have preferred the connections be literal. Like I, yeah. I like that about a Metroidvania. Same. The the spaces meet and kind of bleed together and make sense together. Like mm-hmm. this ends up being you're teleported to an instanced room almost yeah. because they don't necessarily make sense with each other in space. And I I can see the appeal of that from a developer mm-hmm. standpoint, but not from an art standpoint. Right. You know, uh, they tell you whether you've collected everything in the room. Um, this is, this plays into part of where this lets me down in a Metroidvania level design sense. Um, so in Metroidvania, one of the feelings you want to get from this is like, oh man, that ledge is too high. Mm -hmm. I can't wait until I can double jump and go back and grab it. This game has a 
bunch of things where they just put a treasure out of view like yeah. that. Uh, and you have to come back. You have to get a certain thing. So it's like, okay, can I get it with the double jump? Can I get it with the double jump and air dash? No, not quite. Can I, oh, I have to wait for the grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Don't get too excited. It's a grapple point. Based yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, so, so you don't know exactly what you have to come back for, but there's also nothing on the map that indicates it. And the spaces didn't feel memorable enough for me to be like, oh, I'm excited to go back to village screen subsection six. Yes. Which has no real landmarks or markers. It's just another section of dilapidated buildings. It's just this one I have to remember has a treasure chest in it. Mm-hmm. The map will tell you there's something there, but not tell you what. And that could be anything. That could be like, oh, there's a crate you didn't bash that has you know. a, a plus five hit point thing in it. Uh, stuff like that. It ended up making the experience of I've gotten a new movement ability. Instead of being, oh, man, I know where to use this. Mm-hmm. It ended up feeling like I need to go back to all of the different rooms that have something left and mm-hmm. see if this is the key for it. Yeah, I'm effectively going to run the entire map again just to yes. just to see, um, uh, which reduced the frequency. Like something that is delightful in a lot of in a lot of Metroidvanias is I get a new thing and immediately I want to go and press up against those edges that would not push out. You know, push up against that wall. Okay, I can finally get through there, right? Uh, and you do that, you know, with, with frequency, as soon as you get a new thing here, it was like, uh, there's probably going to be like two or three upgrades that I'm going to get in this run. And I might as well wait until I get the next one, uh, before yeah. I go and spend a lot of time doing this. It couples with the fact that you're not going to get anything super meaningful from them, yeah. or at least it felt like, it. you know, maybe you'll run into a mini boss that is a cool summon, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, but yeah. a lot of times it was just plus five hit points, you yeah. know, or a stack of, rotten you know upgrade material that puts you one you know five percent closer yeah to upgrading your guy because mm-hmm. uh, they get again they nickel and dime you with that stuff yeah um it it, yeah. it, it ends up being um uh, you know like okay uh <laughs> because exploration is the only way to get uh, a higher hp i would be super frustrated with the boss fight and say all right in this mood i will now go do a bunch of stuff that i've done before in the hopes that I am somehow able to get maybe plus 10 HP and maybe that will be the difference. Yeah. yeah. Coming through, uh, super frustrated. Yeah. Uh, is no good. No. Yeah. Uh, big bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, true ending. You don't have to 100%. You have to go grab all the fragments from the, uh, of the chalice or something. Okay. Um, and, and they're in bespoke places, uh, that do have bespoke challenges in front of them. Oh, Nice. Uh, which is, you know, in terms of, and, and some of them are okay. There's a really, really hate fuck, uh, difficulty section. Hate fuck from a platforming kind of point of view. Okay. Yeah. Uh, platforming thing that required you moving through a, a poison, poison fog, uh, and just really, really tight margins. Uh, it Mm. sucked. I wish I hadn't done it. I don't know what came over me. Uh, again, (laughs) sprawl area at work. Were were you bit by some kind of bug? The, 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 the the real answer is I, I, uh, we just took a break. We're recording this after taking a little bit of time off recording, Mm -hmm. uh, not working, but time off recording. And I was in a real game, uh, fugue, like nothing sounded good. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, I I feel like playing something, but I don't know what, I guess I'll just play work Mm -hmm. games because nothing sounds good. Uh, and then I was like, I'm really far ahead. I don't know what else to do with myself. Like I is, is weird anxiety brain stuff. Yeah. 
you know, that made me go through it. It wasn't anything good about me or good happening to me. <laughs> that, that made me do it. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> the, the, this should not raise anything in anybody's yeah. estimation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, to me, the, the game looks good in terms of backgrounds and, uh, most enemy designs are okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are not enough enemies and they're not wild enough for me, yeah. but they look serviceable. You know, yep. a lot of knights, a lot of flying knights, mm-hmm. uh, that, that you do. Um, some of the like monstrosities end up looking kind of samey to me, uh, to, you know, to a degree, uh, just like, oh yeah, it's kind of like, fe- like festering and tumory, like, oh, it's got yes. claws where it claws where it ought not to, uh, yeah. it could have been, could have used a little bit more inspiration, uh, to, you know, to, to, to my mind from a, from an art direction kind of standpoint that said, like the look is really functional. Um, this is, uh, kind of 3d models, but with an anime kind of tune shader over it, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, never actually felt like they were doing something cheaper, you know, to a degree. Yeah. Um, and the animation is super, um, uh, super crisp, like everything, you know, your attacks are not floaty. Your jump is not, uh, you know, it, like it, is. It, your jump is floaty, but not in a way that feels bad. Um, and enemy attacks are very well, uh, delineated and very well telegraphed. Yeah. Yeah. It feels pretty good in yeah. the hands. Like I know I've talked a lot of shit about this, but I did in the hands and, and, and as a play experience, uh, it occasionally sings. Yes. You know, pretty good. My, my main issue graphically is the main character who I think looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even your little prayer thing is just very like tragic waif. Yes. Uh, soundtrack is swings fucking wildly. Um, <laughs> This is composed and performed by the Japanese indie band uh, named Millie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are songs that are really good. Oh yeah, like it's like this. This is a cool song. This is good music. That uh, there, the the witch's thicket theme. That uh, that yeah. kind of three four uh, kind of yeah, kind of jazz. That's, that's real fun. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a, a theme for uh, what's it like the lab assistant, precious. What's her head? Um, no, beloved, uh, um, yeah, Mir- Muriel. Beloved, yeah, yeah, Muriel. beloved Muriel. That's like Gamelon music. Mm-hmm. It sounds really neat. They also do a lot of uh, piano plink plonks. Yeah. Like the plink plonk zone. Uh, and solo piano uh, for this, again, has kind of become a little bit of a cliche for the genre, you yeah. know? Uh, and then sometimes it has vocals accompanying it and it drove me fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> this has the, my least favorite video game music track that I've heard in a really long time, including uh, Tasmania for the Game Gear. <laughs> where. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> I, I fucking hate it, dude. The, the equivalent of the undead parish, like the first or second level you go through in this game uh-huh. has all piano plink plonk and then uh, extremely woo baby singing. Yeah. It just sounds like a baby singing a lullaby to you, like a reverse baby. <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh god, a baby that puts you to sleep. It oh no. It's like a baby that tries to put you to sleep. Well, uh, <laughs> and, um it's I I like I I share this, you know, Gwen is a musician as well. So me and uh-huh. me and Gwen will will vent about music to each other and talk about music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I was like, like Gwen, check this out. <laughs> like, you know, and uh so I imagine Gwen will use it in the edit at some point just so people can hear it. And it's a total subjective thing. Like some people are just like, yeah, the baby singing over plink plonks to me is good. Mm-hmm. This rocks.
could not abide. I muted it. Uh-huh. Uh, only in that area. Like yeah. if, if going back there to, and go back to the point about scouring every area for upgrades after you got a new thing. Every time I went to this village, I'm like, I can't fucking hear one note of this. It's gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, like my, my, my prop, my problem with those is not necessarily the, uh, kind of the infantile singing that, 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 that goes along. As far as I can tell, it's not Japanese. I didn't recognize any words or even phonemes really. No, it, it was, yeah, it was it like, sounds like baby it was talk. vocalizing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, uh like, my issue with that is, you know, uh, along with the reliance on uh, the kind of plink plonk piano, you know, kind of kind of mm-hmm. sorrow, kind of, just not a lot of dam- dynamic range to that. There's not a lot of velocity to it. No. Um, and not everything needs to be fucking Mega Man X music. Um, that would, that would be ridiculous. It but, is an action game. Well, it is an uh, action game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like some of it could be like, so, it, it is, you know, it, it is getting pumped. Yeah, uh, is part of the spectrum of yeah. emotions like this kind of like a challenging game is meant to evoke. Yeah, just it, it, the, the, that that particular part of it feels like it is matching the music to the you know to the character and to kind of the moe aesthetic there to it. Uh, yeah. Boy, somebody's going to be real mad because we are using that word generally. Um, it's not. I, I looked it up. Like it, it applies. <laughs> I know I did, I did research some Gary. Do you think that somebody who is really, really <laughs> into that will, will miss any opportunity to put us yeah, on to, to like freak it. out? Yeah. I, uh, I had a, a very funny quaint, uh, explanation. Like this is, this is a very funny, at least to me, it was a very funny evening that I had Okay, where I was like, what is this fucking aesthetic? So I was like looking around online <laughs> and then like, saw I was like, Oh, Moe. Uh, Oh, that's the thing when like girls are subservient and weak and they mm-hmm. can't talk. Uh, boy, that seems problematic. Yeah. So then I was like, you know, searching problematic and apparently, uh, you know, me not being plugged into, to anime culture, this is like a decades old argument. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether this, and it seems really obvious to me, like, oh, disempowered women who can't talk and they're baby, mm-hmm. baby, weak, weak. And, and, yeah, and, they're, and, they're, and they're very, very young. That runs up yeah. against real unsavory parts of fandom. Yeah. Sometimes they're sexy. This is not a, this is not, can I get something in a sexy baby? <laughs> like the, 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 this isn't that. So to its credit, right? Like, yes, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the character's not. Uh, so I had like a really fun day of looking at like ancient 30 year old discourse about this thing. Uh, <laughs> just like, I guess huh. I go out of my cellar and uncork a classic 2002 <laughs> cask of a Moe Teatro. <laughs> i break myself in yeah I, I absolutely bricked myself in just being like huh it seems real bad to to have a you know a girl that's the oh this is what femininity is is being uh-huh. you know helpless and baby and having to have <laughs> spirits do your fighting for you um that seems bad that's that seems pretty contrasty to uh modern gender yeah. you know uh kind of movements huh mm-hmm. yeah. uh it, it was very quaint yeah, uh, I realized what I was doing. It was a very funny, like, what the fuck, man, you're 42. Uh, it's, it's, like, but it's very funny. Back, back to the point about the Plink Plonk La La music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, it's pretty flat. Like, it is there. It sets a mood, you know, and it, like, uh, is kind of melancholy for a whole level. Uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that cannot be the entire thing there. Uh, it just kind of ends up being a real you know, kind of limp. Uh, which yeah. is not uh, not what I care for. It's fine for a scene, you know, fine for a pensive kind of empty area in between things. But if I'm going and fighting stuff, it's not uh, it's it's not going to be there for me. Uh, very few, you know, it ends up being that we're talking about that because it makes a really bad first impression 
Because like basically yeah. after you get out, out of the, t- the tutorial area, that's what you're hit with. Not every track is like that. It gets it just, better. Yeah, it gets it significantly better as you go yeah. through the the game. Like some of the music in this game is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, it's just it, yeah bad first impression. Yeah. It's also evoking Gwyn sadness for characters and bosses that don't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, when it's using it, it is trying to make me think of the quiet tragedy of this and go back no. to us talking about the. The writing, like I, I just this this couldn't touch my heart if it had a sniper rifle mm. aimed at it. Like there, there's just there's nothing about this that made me feel a thing. Yeah, you know, uh, you once you purify a boss uh, to get their spirit, you get a little motion comic of what they were like, mm-hmm. uh, their role in the world, and your knight says, "Man, isn't that tragic?" Uh, to you, um, I, none of these I thought were good. Yeah, um, the, you know, fine little drawings, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I just, uh, I. I don't know. There's no interesting characters in this. I, I, uh, I, I appreciated getting like a glimpse, you know, even if it was in motion comic of the actual conflict that led to this kind of stuff mm-hmm. in a genre that is almost entirely fixated and trapped in the aftermath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to see the, the civilization. It just, yeah. I wish it was a more interesting civilization. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, I know that comparing these games is not necessarily fair, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it is really hard to, think of this and then the civilization in like grime, yeah. you know, you go to shapely Findus, you know, <laughs> and you get to the, the grand celebration or whatever it's called. And it's yeah. like, Oh, this is the civilization of this world, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't feel like a stock generic fantasy, like dark fantasy yeah. thing. It, it, it ends up being kind of like a, like a weird audience mismatch kind of deal, because in a lot of ways you are designing this for fans of a thing. And also um, giving them something that is very much the exact same kind of thing that might have brought them here, which, as I say, it doesn't sound like an unreasonable thing for a developer to do uh, Mm -hmm. to draw somebody in with a with a promise and then deliver on it. That is not specifically what I'm trying to talk about, Um, uh, but just kind of the like the 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 same the same in this when there's no Delta. It's just kind of like, why wouldn't I just go play Dark Souls? Like, usually like, there's again. a there's a twist yeah there's something like, additive on top of it, it as opposed pre- to yeah it presents as this but really this other thing is going on yeah not the case here it yeah. just presents as this mm-hmm. um, and also you know again throwing out that caveat we are an audience that has been souls pilled to the absolute gills like, yeah we have played more than the average person's number of souls likes and games in bleak worlds with undead curses Yes. Uh, if let's say you're coming at this from a Metroid angle, mm-hmm. maybe some of these tropes are new and cool and yeah. an absolute by the numbers version of it does something, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I don't want to take that away from you. It's just uh welcome, you know, yep. welcome to the world of bleak, <laughs> bleak undead kingdoms. There's so much goodness that awaits you. Yeah. I'm glad to have you. There, uh, there, are lo- you know? there are lots of ways that this articulates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check them out. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of information about the development of this. Yeah. Uh, that you can find if you look around for details on this, it's not, uh, I remember it making, uh, an impression and people talking about it, but it hasn't made a really big lasting, ex- uh, impression in terms of like post dives or, or, you know, uh, postmortems and stuff from the developer yeah. things like that. I found, I found one interview with, I believe the director or producer on the game, um, uh, it was like a 15 minute, uh, kind of, kind of thing. Uh, and it was really basic information. Uh, mm. I didn't, I didn't find a lot of like insight to, you know, to pull from it, uh, which is yeah. fine. You know, developers aren't PR people. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah, it. it's all, yeah, that's not their fault. It just, it's, we were looking for more insight and it doesn't exist and that's okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, but Livewire, uh, they had worked on a few shoot 'em ups before this, kind of always teaming up with other uh, with other developers. Uh, after this, they co-developed Harvestella with Square. Uh, mm-hmm. So looking at where these folks are going, AdGlobe, the other team, um, this was their first game, but they went on to work with Nintendo pretty closely on Pokemon stuff, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes and also the new Pokemon Snap. Uh, just a real kind of kind of mis- mishmash. Yeah. Uh, all things I have no particular animus for. Yeah. You know, new Pokemon snaps fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was revealed. This game was revealed at PAX online in 2020, uh, launched early access in 2021 in order to get player feedback, uh, in kind of its last stages before it was released. Yeah. Um, it reviewed really well. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, netting mid eighties on Metacritic, um, a lot of, you know, if you go around on YouTube, um, since I beat this a long time ago, I was trying to find a, a good playlist of all the bosses to kind yeah. of remind me who they were. Cause they all have names like, you know, Dorklon. Yeah. Dorklon you know, the Unforgiven. Yeah. Yeah. The Unforgiven, the Elder, Elder Lancer. Mm-hmm. Dorklon. <laughs> um, so I was looking for that. Uh, and a lot of people really like it. Yeah. You know, so, so we, we're the outliers on this. Mm-hmm. Um, sold 600,000 copies in the first year. Uh, by February of 2023, it topped a million copies. So a success. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, and a follow up is, has been teased. Yeah. We're going to be able to come back and see what's going on with these uh, white priestesses. Yeah, yeah. The developer uh, kind of this. I get this was just this past month as of recording, uh, but said, yeah, you know, just like look forward to a continuation of the Ender Lily story. Which okay, yeah. cool. People like this, they're going to get more of it. Yeah, good, uh, good for them. I'm I'm going to big pass, but mm-hmm. I I am uh, glad that it yes. will exist. Go with God. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, and then AdGlobe and Binary Haze uh, just released a tactical RPG called Redemption Reapers. Um, never heard of that. I do love tackle RPGs, but I have Looks no idea neat. what that is about. Yeah. Like their big, uh, like their big trailer, uh, for release was talking about all these like team tactics, uh, kind of things that were going on with, uh, said like team combo or tech. teen. Um, uh, what do you, what do you think? And no, team, team tactics team. is kind of, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Team. Uh, Michael, not, not Nathan. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, just, uh, it got real like technical with uh, like the ways that units would work together. Looks neat and crunchy, you know, Mm -hmm. that's kind of a Gothic aesthetic might be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, run a series of after school programs called teen tactics. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Now you got to make sure that you're not going to get use your consumables teens yeah it's a (laughs) you will always find more our our video game boot camp and then these kids just absolutely like slam our dicks in a car door in fortnite (laughs) (laughs) just like i don't even know if fortnite's still relevant like whatever kids are they just genshin impact us into the dirt Roblox my ears. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. We, we tried. Sorry. And that was the shortest after school special or program that's ever been. RIP Teen Tactics. Oh, man. Um, you can form your own Chimera Squad by finding three weird friends. Um, yeah, so that's going to be uh, for the generalities. Let's get into it. Let's do. Uh, so we open up. Uh, with our character, with Lily being woken up in this crypt, this red mode of light approaches and then turns into the umbral night, you know, saying you can thank my, you can thank the priestess for my incorporeal form. Uh, but, uh, he realizes, you know, she's woken up and rubs her eyes and does a bunch of Moe shit like, oh, she's lost her memory of what happened to what happened to the land. 
Uh, so he's going to be explaining stuff to us. Yep. Uh, we do our tutorial, you know, just, uh, here's a ledge jump, hold the button to jump higher, mm-hmm. uh, to get on our way out. We find a letter on the ground, uh, the first, uh, a lore note that doesn't, uh, require fighting something, uh, from a character named Aline to a character named Sigrid, uh, asking her to deliver the amulet to the white priestesses, which will protect them from being blighted. Yes. This is kind of the thing that keeps you protected. Your blight resistant, but not blight proof as we're going to find. Yes. Going, going through the game here. Getting Um, blight proof is what you do to get the true ending. You get blight proof so you can purge the blight without taking the blight. Mm, Yes. Um, And secret, the person that this was addressed to is your guardian. This is a person who was posted up. We're going to find her here. Uh, she is a nun uh, kind of waiting at the entrance. Uh, uh, and she has like these bony wings, you know, like angel wings mm-hmm. that have been uh, stripped, stripped of, of all their meat and stuff. And mm-hmm. she's barely able to speak. She has been taken by the blight. Yep. Uh, she attacks with a flail. Um, she is not, uh, super hard, but she does have a second phase. Yeah. Once you get her health down in this very, uh, you know, slow wind up dodge behind her. Yeah. boss fight she turns into a big monster nun um you know she swings her claws uh in a charge when you eventually take her out she petrifies and this is where we get her tragic backstory you know, i was supposed to protect you we touch her and purify her and we get this little memory scene about her mm-hmm. yeah. uh, she despairs that the white priestess uh died while she was assigned to protect her sister lily uh yeah us there is a little bit of a twist as to who lily you know mm-hmm. the title there, there's multiple lilies Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a clone that's happening, um, yeah. but this gives us her spirit, uh, which is our first alternate attack, right? Um, which gives you a flail. She'll stand there and hit the flail a few times. This is the first attack uh, keyed towards doing stamina damage. Yes. Um, and then if you jump, it will do a spin uh, that goes towards the upper right, kind of like a Castlevania, like almost like an ax, yeah. not quite as far, but it uh, goes that way. And then also gives you a double jump. Yes. Yeah. Uh, double jump right away is nice. Um, yeah, and, uh, I relied on this flail quite a bit. Actually, the ground version is not very useful. Uh, so I would always use the air one. Um, mm. and most of my attacks were happening when I was in the air anyway, uh, just for my, uh, because, you know, because you can air dodge, um, right off the gate, just mm-hmm. kind of always, always jumping around and stuff. Uh, the air version of this has a pretty wide, has a pretty wide attack. Yeah. It's a, uh, I end up moving off this pretty quick, but it wasn't bad or anything. Yeah. Yeah. I moved off it because I was getting new stuff and trying to try it early on mm-hmm. and then just fell into a complacent groove. Yeah. yeah. With stuff that worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this first level you go into the white parish. This is with the worst video game soundtrack song I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, it is ruined by this rain of death. So the blight comes down in a rain. Right. Uh, and it's constantly raining here. We're going to be underground and stuff. So we're not constantly raining in the game, but mm-hmm. in this world, it never stops raining. Right. Um, and a little bit of history on this. The blight had been bubbling up like it had been a naturally occurring thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, that sparked this war to try and keep it down. But everything was totally wiped away when the rain of death came. Uh, there was just no possible way to, you know, even avoid um, getting uh, exposed to this uh, as it came. And the rain of death has been continuing, uh, you know, ever since the kingdom fell. One of the things that I find disappointing in this game is that the way that blight works in this, it doesn't just make you a zombie. Like we kept saying zombies, it does make zombies, but can also merge you with like an animal. I love that where you find a boss. that's like the Western merchant and it's a crow. (laughs) 
But wait, they should do so much more with that. Yeah. Like there should be chimeras left and fucking right. In this, <laughs> huh? Like gross yeah. people with like moose heads and, you know, all kinds of shit. Rabbit tails. Can you mm-hmm. imagine a man with a rabbit tail? It's disgusting. We're like just, just do, do, do all this. Stuff. Like it, it should be 100% way more imaginative enemies. Whereas like when you get here, you know, the, the horse that kind of brought you and your guardians, the sanctuary is on the other side of this bridge blighted. We're going to get him eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get the red and white lilies. We talked about that replenish uh, there, but we're fighting a lot of like skeleton guys, skeleton knights yep. and skeleton archers, like just zombies. Yeah. And, and blighted youth, which are just slugs. Like yeah. they're little slugs that do leap attacks. Finding out that they are once kids is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But instead of being a twisted abomination of a child and slug, it's just a slug yeah. that we're told as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really wanted more imaginative enemy designs based on the premise of this blight. Yes. Uh, it's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, run into one in specific youth who calls for its mother. And this is a mini boss. Uh, he is a, uh, the mini boss versions of regular enemies you fight mm-hmm. um, always have like a little bit. They're like a little tougher. Yeah. You know, like these, these are generally pretty welcome to me. Like I like how these articulate. Uh, yeah. Um, and the, if you see a boss, if you see an enemy attack in a level, you can usually get it. Yes. Uh, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, again, going back to the Castlevania, uh, that's more of an Aria thing actually. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Dawn of Sorrow, Aria of Sorrow thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, in very welcome, you know, again, mm-hmm. the coolest part of this game to me, yes. um, you defeat this little sluglet and, uh, get a spirit, which gives you a slug bomb. Like you toss a slug basically mm-hmm. and does a little AOE where it lands. Yeah. Uh, pretty useful for clearing platforms, uh, for when you're going to get to, um, <laughs> these slugs come back in a big, bad way. Uh, these eventually become one of the main ways that platforming gets complicated, Mm-hmm. Uh, is them just putting waiting slugs on platforms, sometimes obscured behind foreground clutter, uh, mm-hmm. to just uh, dive up into the air and intercept you as you're on your way down. Uh, something about this game that is good is that uh, your dodge gives you just a ton of iframes. It's a really useful dodge, even bo- even before you get it upgraded. Uh, something that is uh, bad, I don't know why I'm doing a fucking compliment sandwich here, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. is that uh, if an enemy hits you, um, either with, a, with an attack or touches you, uh, the knockback is Ninja Gaiden level. Yeah. You get, you get pretty seriously knocked back. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's all plays into the, like, it is necessary to do- use your defensive vocabulary. You have to mm-hmm. parry, you have to dodge and yes. they want the consequences of it to be appropriately devastating. Yes. Uh, what it means when you get into platforming uh, later, and it, it's not really worth calling out individual chambers because there's a bunch no, of them no. and there's yeah. basically one in each biome, but there'll be a big platforming change chamber where you are going on platforms above mm-hmm. and you just get knocked down to the bottom and have to do it again. Yeah. If uh, one of these slugs get you. So like, again, fine, you know, but that, that is a punishment I don't like of like, just go back to the bottom and try again, mm-hmm. you know, just take make, make the damage. Let me make yeah. more than one mistake. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh, you get to a bench and the blighted horse that you saw earlier catches up to you. Uh, its mind is gone, but it is just following this amulet that is on you. Uh, mm-hmm. and this horse will act as your fast travel. So you can now move to any respite that you have been to before. Yes. Um, good, good that they unlock it quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get a note here that talks about the white priestesses, uh, once beat back the blight. So good for them. Uh, and there's a, uh, path branch here. One thing about this game as a Metroidvania is it is more linear than you might expect. 
Yeah. Um, a lot of times you are presented, this is not one of them. You can actually go up to the cliffside Hamlet. I did these bosses in the reverse order, mm-hmm. which is not the right way to do it. Uh, the Grodd boss is much harder than the witch, I think. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, this is one of the only times where you can go to an area in any order. Most yeah. of the time it'll show you a branching path. You go to one and there's just a, I can't get there without, cause without the Metroidvania ability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and you have to go the other way. There's only one other time I can think of, and that's when the stockade opens up. Like after yeah. you get the wall climb uh, kind of deal, you have an option of two places that you can go after that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it happens, but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you, so I headed down here uh, to the witches thickets uh, and this mm-hmm. area rules. A dreadful <laughs> euphemism. Like it, it is just one of the grossest things you've ever said. I just went down in the witches thicket. Like Jesus Christ, Ross. <laughs> Hey man, don't, don't yuck my yell. <laughs> um, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a it's a cursed forest full of mushroom wizards. Yeah, it it, it with with whimsical uh, whimsical waltz, yeah, magical yeah. waltz in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it you know deadwoods. This is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are uh, these these fungal witches and wizards. Some of them fly. Yeah. Uh, they fire uh, these slightly homing red shots. This is good uh, foreshadowing for the boss. Yes. The boss is going to have a similar attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, something else that I like about the visual design of this that is just coming up. Um, uh, the fact that every projectile is red uh, fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that they just established that visual vocabulary. Red and moving in the air, you got to get out of the way of it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no real reason to vary that up. Yeah. You know, I, I guess if something has different elemental properties mm-hmm. that can be useful, but it, it just is in terms of like semiotics, it's actually a yeah. really, uh, it's a cool thing that, uh, another, the only other game I know that does that more or less is under the gungeon Oh yeah, yeah. where the, the, the color of yeah. projectiles that will hurt you is always the same. Yes. Uh, and then ones that you've done are always a different color and have a different outline. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the poison area. Uh, one of the many poison areas in this game, uh, there are wizards <laughs> that create these bursts of poison gas. Boy, that fucks you up. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's no good. The way poison works in this is not a status effect. Um, you just, it, you, you take damage. Yeah. It's poison. a very aggressive damage over time kind of thing while you're in it. While you're in it only. Yes. Um, deeper in, we get the crows. Uh, the crows do these little homing shots at you as well. And we'll kind of play keep away mm-hmm. and try to try to stay away from you. Eventually you're going to get a crow of your own. Yeah. Uh, we get a little bit of foreshadowing of, you know, different, uh, different combat we're going to run into. Uh, there's a blue rusted blue ornament, uh, relic that you can get here that, uh, makes you do more damage when you're attacking from water. Uh, if you mm-hmm. go down to the water, you can see that it is deeper than you can swim. You have to stick to the surface and, uh, it's not a place you want to be because there are these pretty dangerous merman enemies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you end up fighting there, some, there are uh, two Sasa enemies and, that are underground yeah. or underwater. Yeah, uh, eventually they, there's a big slime thing, I think. But for mm-hmm. the most part, there's not very many. Underwater is its own biome with two enemies. Yeah, um, there is underwater combat in this. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, you go deeper. There are these tree enemies. Uh, one is real big and will kind of warp around and teleport mm-hmm. around from you. There's a little tricky. And these tree witches that will shoot multiple homing shots at you, like a spread of homing shots. Yeah, uh, they're kind of like a mini boss or like night level enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get into kind of a place that's more built up, uh, you know, actual, uh, stone structures that are webbed up with this kind of dark goop material, but venom shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all venomed up. 
Um, you can branch upwards and kind of run up along some chains to uh, reach this fungal sorcerer mini boss, uh, which is kind of a tougher version of the um, uh, kind of wizard guy who casts the poison, the the the, the poison gas uh, kind of mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, this is cool because the poison gas ability will is is also overpowered on enemies as well. It's, so. If you it's can not percentage on, based, like yeah. you, you get them in it, it will do consistent damage. It's not like a, it's not like a Scarlet Rod or whatever in Elden Ring, mm-hmm. like where it's a, a percentage of their hit points, which is what I was right. hoping for because then it would be really good against end bosses. Mm-hmm. This fall, this was good for a while and then fell off in usefulness pretty hard for me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I could not make it go the distance. Yeah, while it was useful, it was useful. Like I would keep this for when I had an enemy staggered and I just needed a consistent thing to uh, lay down first while I was laying down as much other stuff as I could. Yeah, really good for stagger builds. Yeah. I uh, reached the second respite here, uh, the Witch's Hermitage, and there's an entrance to a building. This is a, a co- uh, coven uh, building, which has been overtaken by these woods and packed with many enemies that are all yeah. shooting projectiles from different angles. Um, you end up in that kind of thing where, uh, projectiles are coming at you, you know, freely through the geometry, mm-hmm. um, from any angle, yeah. you know, uh, so you have to, to learn to dodge them. A very neat plat- 2d platformer classic kind of thing. Yeah. Um, until you find a series of elevators. Yeah. Uh, getting down to some new enemies, uh, pot mimics are re- a real problem. Uh, <laughs> this, I hate that this game uh, made these into regular enemies. Yeah. Like the first time it happened, I was like, yay, mimic, you know, yeah. cause of course I was like, mimics are great. And then eventually you just go into a room where there's just like three mimics. Uh-huh. Like they're just, they just become part of the enemy palette. Yeah. Like it, it becomes boring. To, like they're not trying to fool you. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, that's, that's a mimic. I guess I got to fight it. Cause it's in the way. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool thing about mimics and dark souls is that there are four of them. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> like it, it's not rare. This yeah. first one, uh, big delight. For yeah. me though because the first time i run into a mimic in a game i'm always very happy yeah. yeah uh you also find this floral sorceress mini boss uh and this is kind of your second big stagger move uh she has which is this uh kind of uh column of air slashes uh kind of things ends up being real useful for uh the boss for this area yeah uh when you leave the building we had uh east and downward uh we do some navigation there are these upward flowing waterfalls uh, then yeah. kind of float in, uh, you can, you can swim up in to, uh, do some platforming at a certain point, uh, the deeper pools of water get blighted. So we cannot be in them. Uh, mm-hmm. they'll cause damage over time if you fall in them or you're submerged, Yeah, but we have to jump past them, go deeper and deeper until we get to the boss, a uh, dark witch lean. Yeah. Had problem with this one. Um, until I like, you know, learned, learned the moves. Ultimately it's not, uh, it was just me kind of learning the game's language, I guess, kind of rising to meet it. Uh, and, uh, man, there was just that one attack. So she primarily attacks by shooting these, you know, red shots at you, you know, there's a spread shot with, you know, a kind of light homing, but there's this one where she kind of does like a little bowling ball throw very quick. Um, mm-hmm. and it flies at you very fast. And, you know, I ended up needing to really learn her, you know, physical tells, for when that thing was coming, because you pretty much have to dodge during the windup in order to, uh, in order to successfully get past it and get through it. And as the phases go on, she starts throwing more and more of them and then following it up with melee attacks. Yeah. In phase three, she turns into like a weird spider lady uh, and will always do this little tentacle attack and warp right after she attacks. She's the most consistent boss, I think. 
mm-hmm. uh, that you fight. Cause early on she just does, um, you know, she either throws the cluster of red things that don't home very well or the, uh, the big one that homes pretty well. Uh, and that's it. Like just those two things then teleports around and then yeah. adds that, um, adds a, a pillar, like a slash pillar, which is not too big a deal. And then that attack that she does mm-hmm. after every attack. So like once I knew what she was doing, it just became like, okay, dodge, dodge, dodge attack. Yeah. You know, I know this is gonna be three attacks. It's also worth noting. Maybe part of the reason I had an easier time with this is because I did the other boss first. True. So it was higher level and I had his attack. You know? Yeah, I could see that. Although the most useful attacks for me in this ended up being like, I already had them. I had a uh, secret, the, uh, the, you know, the flail. Um, and I also had the, um, uh, air pillar, the, uh, floral sorceress kind of deal. Oh I, yeah. I, I went very different with my, yeah. if I, if ever I can use a gigantic big fuck off hammer, I will <laughs> like, I always want a slow strength weapon in video mm-hmm. games basically. Yeah. Um, and ended up doing that instead. So yeah, yeah so we, yeah, we ended up doing pretty different builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just the fact that she was floating around made it made both of those attacks to me feel like very good fits for her because those are yeah. both airborne kind of upward, uh, uh, upward attacks as they, uh, as they go. Um, something that is generally true, uh, but is more, more true for some bosses than it is for others is that this does play into the souls, uh, kind of deal where the enemies, where the bosses react to you. Like mm-hmm. you can, by keeping distance, um, and, uh, kind of being at the right spot on the screen, go to them into particular patterns of attacks, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that is kind of a varsity level move as far as some of these go. Um, mm-hmm. and that is a welcome kind of nicety, uh, and it became a pretty crucial part of strategy strategy. Yeah. 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 Uh, after you get her memory and purify her, she talks about how the, co- the coven, excuse me, failed, uh, <laughs> and you. hopes for the safety of, uh, Frisha. The priestess of the fount. Right. Um, so, and wouldn't want to be her. Yeah. I guess. Fre- Fre- Fredia is the, uh, Frisha, Fre- Fre- I think of, they never like, say it. There's no voice. They, yeah. There, 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 there is no voice into it. Yeah. That, that's the main white priestess. Uh, the, the last one who was left around, uh, of whom you are a clone. The, uh, this, she gives you a really useful spirit summon, which I use oh, yeah. for basically the whole game. Uh, mm-hmm. which shoots homing fireballs and you get 70 uses. Um, <laughs> it can also be used underwater. Not all attacks can be used underwater, which is relevant because she gives you the witch's bubble, yeah. which allows you to swim uh, deeper down past the surface. Yes. Uh, opening up some areas right now, mostly in, in this, you know? So like mm-hmm. I just, instead of warping back up to the crossroads, uh, went around, you know, mm-hmm. some of the places that were blocked off by water uh, include this priestess's quarters where you do find the other clone. Uh, the one who was dead. Uh, all of them are dead. There's nobody else is like, Hey, what up me? Um, yeah. you know, but she's lying on the floor and this gets you the priestess's wish, which, um, upgrades your healing prayers. You, you get not, it. You get a wish. <laughs> you, you, you pick up her wish and then, and then you, then you, uh, crack open her dreams and, uh, drink her ambitions. Uh, this ma- makes your heal better. The first uh-huh. few of these is really useful. And then I was oh, like, yeah. man, why am I not getting more fucking Estus charges? Mm, Eventually please? it can get them, you know, through, yeah. uh, ring slots. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it really felt like I, I wanted more uses of heal, not better heals. Yes. Um, so if you take the upward path, uh, at the crosswords, we go to the cliffside Hamlet. Um, there is a gate built into, uh, in this built up part of this parish. It's guarded by a blighted knight with a shield. Uh, these guys are no problem down mm-hmm. behind them. And we get into this dense urban area. Um, a lot of houses on the street, uh, ramshackle, uh, kind of worn like houses. 
Yeah. And you got to pass through them. You got to pass through them and over them uh, to, uh, to get here. They're not just background features. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is a neat level. I like this. Yeah. Uh, It's a, there are a lot of the just kind of blighted warriors and archers. Uh, They're going to be there through the whole game basically. Yeah. Yeah. There's Uh, blighted ravens that do their magic, do a keep away. And sometimes they're in, you know, big numbers. Yeah. Um, They'll, they'll add up if you don't thin them out. Yeah. Eventually you run into uh, big guys, uh, the, the, these big kind of fat monster guys who do these butt stomps. It's just the Vanguard stomps. demon. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Vanguard demon. Uh, you eventually can get him as a summon, but not until pretty late in the game. You mm-hmm. go kind of far up the Metroidvania tech tree yeah. uh, there. And this is where I was introduced to the ge- degenerate tactic of attacking people through the floor. Oh, yeah. Uh, if this is, if a guy is on another level than you, you can hurt them without ever engaging with them, mm-hmm. uh, which was useful for these guys. Yeah. If enemies can do it to me, I enjoy being able to do it to them. Yep. Uh, you go into a little hidey hole uh, and fight a mini boss version of the crow to get the Western merchant. Mm-hmm. Uh, merchants get turned into crows. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and this is another homing projectile. I can see this being useful if you came here before you went down to the thicket. Uh, but uh, I've got a lane, so no need for a crow. Yeah. I used a lane anyway. Uh, yeah. Probably because I had upgraded it and I didn't realize that things were leveling up to my upgraded level. Mm-hmm. At first I was still like, oh, I put stuff into this. It's actually smart about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, again, though, I don't know which one is better. There's probably been no. maxing stuff. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, partway through this level, you do uh, kind of branch down to get another mini boss, this headless defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a knight who does these really long reaching combos. Uh, and this gives us kind of the mini parry is the reward for this. Uh, he will come in and block with his shield. And if you time it just right, it will stagger enemies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, not as useful as I, I wanted this to be. Right. Uh, and also you eventually get the actual parry and, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main thing here is to fight Grod the Elder. Uh, the, this big mace guy uh, does these uh, kind of swing combos and pounding his mace uh, down um, and then gets faster at this. Yeah. You know, it gets a shockwave in phase two and phase three. He's faster and more aggressive. Um, does a shoulder charge, uh, was hard for me when I first ran into him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I don't know if he's the hard, hard, Yeah, you know, I uh, had more trouble with him even coming to him second. Uh, yeah. I had more trouble with him than I did with, uh, the, with the witch. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a, a, a tricky little jerk, but just a, a big guy with a big hammer, mm-hmm. you know, video game boss. Yeah. That text. Yeah. yeah. Is, is going to be one of the first two bosses you run into in, into one, in one of these games. In any of these. Yeah. For, for people new to this, <laughs> just, just FYI, this, get used to this guy. <laughs> uh, his memory talks about kind of the sacrifice that he had made. Uh, he became an immortal knight uh, to protect the town uh, and to protect the priestess, of course, because everything revolves around this priestess. Um, and he did this and people reviled him. Uh, when he came back from the battle, uh, this battle at the, uh, the twin spires, uh, which we're going to go to, uh, later on, uh, people are like, Hey, you know, you're basically no better than the blighted. Uh, and he was outcast because of it. Yeah. Uh, he gave me my weapon I used for a long time up until mm-hmm. I got another big hammer for it. Like yeah. I got the medium hammer, but this is, uh, the giant's hammer. It's another unlimited use. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they'll uh, telegraph whether something is like a weapon replacement or a spell replacement, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, big, slow, slow hammer uh, that also lets you do a ground slam uh, to pound through these pustules on the ground. You can do that without the hammer equipped. Mm-hmm. So it's both a Metroidvania move and a weapon. Uh, 
my impetus behind so the damage upgrade is is real yes uh, with this guy like it's like you do 350 damage as opposed to like 90 mm-hmm. you know 110 which i was doing with the the sword at this point yeah um and a lot of times the bosses my, my thinking behind wanting to do big alpha strikes was that i was only getting one hit in anyway right in between yeah. like safe spots so i just wanted it to count and i wanted these boss fights to fucking end <laughs> uh, so if, if i could make you know do damage was the name of the game yeah. like how much damage can i possibly do to this thing so i can move on because i i've seen this first phase a thousand times you know, not, not a thousand times like I, <laughs> these weren't like millennials. you know i've seen this first phase six times mm-hmm. you know and i i'm sick of seeing it yeah i'm ready i'm ready to so, be done with it yeah. yeah um it also does really this is also a hybrid that does good stagger and health damage. yes uh, so it's kind of both. Yeah. I ended up replacing him with Silva, uh, when I got her, um, the, you know, like you get two hammers right in a row, uh, yep. pri- and one primarily just faster, like yeah, it, it one, does a little less damage, but it's much faster. It's, it's weird, but it, it's faster, but you can also charge it. So yeah. it has a, it, ha- it has a hold on it as well. Uh, but my primary build was like, I keep a fast attack on, uh, on, you know, X on an Xbox controller and on Y, like, you know, where a strong attack would be, I keep one of these, one of yeah. the, you know, one of the hammers, uh, which ended up serving me pretty well, because again, you can, you can summon, you can summon that thing and then, you know, while it's swinging, go and do a different attack. So it ended yeah, up being like attack. kind of fun to work together combos with it. Also with yeah. that ground, that ground pound, you're going to run into a bunch of enemies that are just real annoying little guys. Um, mm-hmm. and being able to do the butt, butt stomp to take a lot to take all of them out just at, um, you know, at will without needing to have anything special equipped is a really good and welcome ability, much more Agreed. useful than this just as a key. Yeah. Um, there's a beyond him, there is a dead end, but we can get into a house in the background to grab another, uh, dead priestess's wish, um, <laughs> the way forward is through a membrane that we have to go through partway back. Uh, yeah. We can jump on. These membranes are interesting. Some of them you can just bash open, but some of them you have to get some height yeah, yeah. to bash open. I felt like that was not communicated very well. I thought I was looking for another upgrade mm-hmm. because it gives you a bounce off animation if you do it from insufficient height. Yeah. But you yeah. don't need the full height for all of them. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you can just bash through. It's, it's just uh, thick ones. There's uh, there's a similar signaling problem with the um, the vertical ones that you need to dash through. There were some of them yeah. that you know you needed because there are two speeds of the dash, and you build you build up speed as you go. There are some of them where it's not clear that you need to get a big run up to it. Yeah, yeah. it's like they're bigger, but again, I don't know if I need another item for that. Right, right. You know? uh, so, but we we go through this and we go down into the uh, this sewer catacombs. Yeah. yeah, running into just real problem enemies. These uh, these bomber guys. Yeah, the, well, they're directly from Dark Souls too. Uh huh. They they literally are the exact same thing as the hollows that run up and do the the, <laughs> do the dodge roll at you and belly flop <laughs> and and explode. Yeah. Uh, actionably so. Yeah, like some of them explode into poison gas. Some of them explode into explosions. Like mm-hmm. it's just an enemy directly ripped from Dark Souls too. <laughs> um uh, but they do a shitload of damage to you oh yeah uh, yeah, they, yeah they ain't fucking around mm-hmm. um you want to uh kill them in advance if you can so the thing is kill, killing them doesn't stop them from exploding hitting them just triggers the uh just triggers the attack it's better to trigger them on your terms if you know that you're going to want to get out of the way hitting one on accident and getting caught in the blast because you didn't realize you activated it is also a problem yeah you don't want to do it on accident yeah 
this is where you get uh, Frisia or Fertia or Fertata's ring near the entrance of this, which gives you the parry. Yeah. Uh, the parry in this is really strong. It can be used on projectiles. Um, it is welcome and it is fun to engage with. I don't understand why they put it like a fourth way through the game, but it's, you know, it's good now that I have it. It like train. (laughs) I don't know, man, uh, getting that, uh, and training with it on Garad the elder, you know, like Mm -hmm. big, slow attack kind of thing. That feels like a pretty good, like way to learn how to use this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I would have known it if I learned it from the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I just would have been doing that this whole time. Like, it's real weird. They give you the Headless Knight, which gives you a version of this. And then very shortly after that, they give you a way better version of it. You don't have to equip. Like, this is a relic, but it costs zero to equip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the kind of way they clue it together. Like, it's just an ability you have. It's free. Yeah. Uh, you should be doing it. It's just a, it's just a weird design thing. It's a weird mm-hmm. move. Yeah. Um, so the Umbral Knight kind of talks about this here while you're at this respite, uh, saying, you know, there, you know, there, there are signs of the ancients all over down here, you know, land's mm-hmm. end, this kingdom used to belong to them. And he knows because he is the last of them. This is said with the cadence of a reveal. I couldn't <laughs> care about an ancient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 did I miss the motion comic? Uh-huh. Did I miss the webisodes that lead into this? <laughs> <laughs> It's the first time hearing about this. Why is this supposed to have emotional impact? <laughs> yeah. uh, Just pull out my vape. Fucking crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You don't say. Uh, the, the platform here is trickier. Uh, and the main enemy here are spiders. So the, the blight turn these guys into spiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hang and swing. Uh, they fire projectiles. They do whatever a spider can. Yeah. Um, and there are kind of two types. There are the hanging ones and the ground ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there and then the dark souls to exploding guys yes uh the most irritating enemy to hear to me are these fly nests yeah uh, that spawn infinite flies you have to the flies dive bomb you and explode yes um you have to get rid of the nest uh because the, the flies will keep spawning this felt tuned uh, in an irritating way to me um where if you're attacking the flies they'll just stay there forever yeah and all your projectile is home mm-hmm. so you cannot aim at the nest to ignore the flies. Right. Your, your projectiles will miss the nest because they will try to aim at flies. Mm-hmm. So you have to make your way through these clusters of the, these flies that explode and do like pretty decent damage yeah. uh, to you um, to get up to them. Like this is, I wanted a lock on. I yeah. wish that I could have like aimed a reticule for my projectile attacks mm-hmm. for these things. Yeah. And again, who, who knows if they would have used that reticle to good, uh, to good effect. You know, yeah. that, that might have, that might've just ended up making boss fights tougher, you know, than just if they were who, who designed knows? around having homing, it's counterfactual. So who's yeah. to say it did end up being a problem here. Uh, also like once you see your first fly, uh, it makes for an interesting tactical, uh, kind of situation on paper, which is, okay, I see the first fly. That means there's a generator here, which means that the longer that I take on this platforming that I'm doing, uh, before I find that the more of these flies I have to deal with. Yeah. So like I need to make a beeline and not necessarily sweat a lot of why, what I'm doing until I find this thing and take it out because otherwise yeah. this is just going to stack and stack and stack up to the point where like it kind of doesn't make any sense to thin out the flies, um, you know, on the but way because they're just going to spawn more of them. You just get to a point where the, the nest has all these flies around it and you cannot safely get close to it to hit it without taking damage. Yeah. 
you know, that's the part that sucked to me because I can't mm. engage it at range. Yeah. Um, there's a mini boss here uh, that you get the ancient crypt keeper uh, who is an old spider uh, and gives you a spider web thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use this a lot. Uh, uh, okay. This, I'm, I'm curious. Did the, did the hold down work well for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it also fires tons of attacks. Uh, so if you had something in the right angle, it hit a bunch oh. of times. So this ended up being uh, a go to the gargoyle night things that are in the castle. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, this was the go-to for that because it, it came out at the exact right angle to hit those things with all of them. Mm-hmm. And they'd be frozen enough for me to do a charge up follow-up that would kill them. Gotcha. Um, so I could one shot those guys with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a weird arc. It's a very high, uh, low range arc. That was the thing that stopped this from feeling very useful to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the, uh, was the lob kind of aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I ended up finding use for it, but then again, I just got, maybe there are better things that could have accomplished the same thing. I just got complacent because I got used to it. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. the way she goes. Um, yeah. uh, you go deeper and you reach kind of this sub level portion here, the sunken cathedral. Um, uh, it's not carpeted with corpses. It's carpeted with skulls. Everything is skulls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get down there. Uh, there's a mini boss archer, the fallen archer from uh, Venture Brothers, uh, <laughs> has shown up. Um, just does single shots and spread shots. Uh, the spirit gives you a spread shot once you have him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all full up on projectile weapons. Thank you. Yep. It might have been useful for the uh, the nest actually because it would go in a straight home. line. Yeah, it doesn't home, but even then, uh, a fly is very likely to get in the way. It felt like yes. Um, and we're finding lots of memos, uh, around here around these atrocities, um, and these battles of the twin spires where something called the blight Lord showed up mm-hmm. and, uh, Freesha, uh, starts feeling like her own, the, her blight has starting to settle in. She's getting yeah. lighted up. Yeah. Uh, this is a problem, uh, because yeah. <laughs> you know, she, that isn't supposed to happen. Uh, but, yep. uh, you know, when you're the last, when you're the last priestess and you're doing the purifying work of many, many of them, uh, it ends up being you know, an issue. Uh, yeah. so this is Priestess where the start- burnout is real. YouTube <laughs> this is where they started throwing the leaping child enemies at you. The slugs, uh, where I started mm-hmm. really, uh, uh, finding them annoying. Uh, and they never really stopped doing that. So nope. welcome yeah. to hell. In a general sense, this is a lot like the wire where no characters are abandoned. Like every enemy that's introduced will continue to, most enemies are introduced will continue to show up Mm -hmm. throughout the game. Reach the main cathedral and uh, Silva attacks who is Sigrid's twin. um, We're going to meet. There's a headless statue of a white priestess in the background. So we're fighting a guardian Silva. Yeah. Um, Another nun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her wings are a little bit more intact uh, and she wields a big hammer. Uh, instead of the spinny mace, uh, she is faster and she, she's faster than Sigurd and does some spread shots. Uh, the first phase is very easy at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, phase two gets her faster and the, the spread shot gets a little bit more homing. Also pretty easy. What I end up having problems with is phase three when she goes monster mode. Uh, she like Sigurd will uh, turn into a big monster nun. Uh, and gets these huge AOE energy attacks and this dash that uh, I found very impossible to jump over or dive through, mm, mm-hmm. you know? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, tried. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where they present it as one of many options, but a lot of times it's the only option. Yeah. She she also kind of breaks the, um, the enemy's phases escalating mm-hmm. sensibly rule. 
Oh yeah. You know, it's like com- she kind it's of a completely new move set. Yeah. Yeah. It just turns into a separate boss. Um, you beat her, her memory talks about how th- she thought she had a way to protect the priestess uh, from the blight, but failed Follow mages and their blasted potion. I was meant to be a guardian. Uh, <laughs> and she caught the blight and uh, killed her priestess in a rage. Feels yeah. very bad about it, uh, which I don't care about, but I do care that she gives me her hammer yeah. uh, as a weapon, which is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. It splits the difference. It doesn't do quite as much damage as the last hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, I end up switching back and forth between this hammer and that hammer, depending mm-hmm. uh, on whether I needed very high burst damage or something a little bit more versatile. But you this know. was my bread and butter weapon for the rest of the game. Yes. Uh, I really enjoyed this one quite a bit. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah, and yeah, th- that charge um, up is great. <laughs> it's really, really useful. Um, especially, you know, when you, when mimics lose their charm in this game and you're just like, mm-hmm. that is a pot that's going to turn into an enemy. Oh yeah. Like, you know, doing a charge attack and then laying a, a summon on it is very useful because the mimics are, everything's fucking tanky in this game. No. But the mimics are super tanky, mm-hmm. um, and cannot be staggered. Uh, yeah. you know, like they, um, she gives you an item called the guardian's wings, which as opposed to double jumping, which would seem like it makes your dodge good. Yes. Uh, you now do a video game dodge instead of falling over on your belly. Yeah. It's like a little air dash. Uh, and this is a Metroidvania kind of thing. There were some jumps that you could not make before. Uh, yep. that now you can. You also get a uh, something called the last rights ability, which introduces a super meter, like an SP meter. This is filled by killing enemies. And this allows you to trigger like a super attack based on the spirit you have mm-hmm. uh, here. The absolute secret you know, goatness of this ability is that it gives you iframes. Yes. Um, this ends up being really key to a bunch of the, the final bosses of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, deploying this at the right time and being invincible for a little bit yeah. just adds a lot to your kit. Yeah. Uh, me with my dumb meat hands, I'm playing this with an analog stick. You trigger this by pressing up and then uh, hitting whatever attack you're going to, you're going to use the number of times I deployed this accidentally. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, was yeah. kind of off the charts. I, I don't. I, I, my instinct is not to hold that against the game, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But also, it, 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 it was detrimental to me. You know, yeah. I'll blame, I'll blame myself. But uh, I don't know. Click both sticks or something. Got no, I got no idea what I, I would don't rather. Remember see. if if this has remappable controls or not? I, yeah, I don't uh, know if the combo is remappable. Yeah, because that that would be the the solution. Yeah you know, put this on something different. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where your character starts getting degraded. You're getting yeah. all blighted up. You get these little red tendrils in your hair. Your perfect white, you know, uh, pure little babiness is getting mm-hmm. corrupted. Yeah. You're turning into um, a monster girl. Yeah. Uh, you're just going from, from, from uh, shown in shorthand to shown in shorthand. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Umbral Knight says, you know, there'd be no shame in running from all of this. Right. Uh, you know, but then a white spirit appears and tells you that you're the only hope against the blight. Yeah. Uh, so you have to go to that. Yes, there is pure water far away. Um, So, so we're heading there to the Twin Spires. Yeah, which has been talked up as the site of this horrible tragedy. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, snowy. Uh, this is like a fortification, you know, kind of deal. There's, uh, you, you know, 
uh, tall towers here, uh, completely stopped up by black goo, you mm-hmm. know, more of this kind of blight matter, uh, going on. Um, and, uh, there's kind of this, uh, mini boss here that I found pretty tough. This fallen Sentinel, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. his charge attack was a, uh, was a pretty big problem, not commensurate. Actually, no, wait. Uh, it, it was commensurate. I ended up relying on this. I forgot what it was. That chart, this the spear guy with the charge attack. Uh, this is a this is amazing uh, for yeah. hitting like long lines of enemies. Yeah, yeah. I just I I was pretty set in my ways at this point. Mm, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't remember. I probably experimented with this a little bit, but yeah, I uh, did not get tons of use out of it. Yeah, this is good so. area clearing. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Um, it's also worth noting that this is a game where. Uh, it wants you to fight every enemy on the way, but you can just start running past stuff. True. Um, and you, you don't want to, like, I'm not saying that was a good thing, but I was yeah. very tempted to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these levels are big. Yeah. You know? And when you see the same enemy for the, you know, nth time, uh, yeah. it, the, the temptations there. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so we had right uh, into these spires themselves. Uh, we're seeing a lot of enemies we've seen from the Hamlet. Uh, there are now axe throwers as well. They're just Castlevania axe throwers. They throw in an axe arc, you know, mm-hmm. um, and these flying gargoyle things. These are these, uh, the guys I was talking about, uh, who I use the, uh, webs on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I could see that being useful for them. Um, the, uh, the crows can teleport now. Uh, the crows <laughs> will, uh, shoot then teleport and shoot, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, oh, uh, but I just, you just gotta get the dodge timing right for it. Uh, but you're working your way up. You know, this is a little bit more vertically oriented uh, than spaces had been before uh, without the problem of the catacombs having the, you know, long fall leading to doing stuff over again. Yeah. Um, uh, there's very tough, like it's not even like a mini boss that you get, uh, that you get powers from. It's just very strong enemies. Uh, there are these two blighted dragons that are between the spires as you go back and forth between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really tough. You don't have to fight them. You can just run nope. by, but they give you a lot of experience. So, I don't know. Uh, the, if I had my uh, SP meter attack, my last right charged mm-hmm. like that, and a couple rounds of spider webs would take yeah. them out, and then the other one I would just kind of run past. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the area where it starts introducing like kind of puzzle switch element. Yeah, the game. Um, this is this is fine. You know, like, okay, I need to send this elevator up to go beneath it uh, because it's blocking the way forward. I need to go around it. Like, there's only so much space that can be explored with those blocks. But yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I welcome the change of pace. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it, this is fine when it gets to the next level uh, for it, where there are a lot of, uh, you know, I can see the elevator I'm going to, but the door's shut. So I have to take this long circuitous route. Yeah. Around to hit the switch and then go all the way back and then go up that through that door. Mm-hmm. They do that trick a few too many times. Yeah. Uh here and in the future. Yeah. Um, that kind of bums me out. Uh in terms of doing some cool video game like standards, you do a, an elevator with axe guys that spawn mm-hmm. in, like like it's Streets of Rage or something. <laughs> uh, you know, well, it's there. it's not even Streets of Rage. Like this feels more like a um, like a classic Castlevania thing. They're yeah, on platforms yeah, that are kind of in the background. Um, yeah, and uh, the platform rides up, and they're throwing the axes in, in an arc, uh, and you are benefited to take them out before they pile up, um, yes. and uh, you know start uh, becoming a danger, you know, at ground level for you on the platform. Yeah, 
Yep. Uh, and yeah, you just, uh, you get past them and we're going up into the, uh, the upper floor. Um, there's a relic here you can get, um, which I, again, I didn't use this very much. We had different play styles of this, mm-hmm. um, the dragon claw, which boosts your damage when you're doing an air attack. Yeah. Uh, there's one of these for water. There's one for when you're on the ground and one for when you're in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would be adaptive depending on what, you know, if I was just not running into a lot of, not doing a lot of aerial stuff, I tended to, to prefer doing jump attacks. So this yeah. ended up being a pretty big deal for me again, you know, offense is defense in this game. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's also that Castlevania thing. Like you're still moving forward if you jump attack. Yes. You know, the, the jump attacks form a tactical thing. They're not just like a style choice. Yes. Uh, they give you different movement mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah. Um, up at the top of here is Olv the Mad Knight. Not to be confused with like Grungor the Elder or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, and there have not, been notes talking about his heroism and how reliable yeah. he was. And now you he's reduced to, to you, you got to. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it's a dual fight against somebody who is roughly your size. Uh, and he, he has claws. Uh, mm-hmm. So not a lot of range initially. Eventually this is upgraded um, uh, with kind of extension energy on his attacks as it goes. Um, he's, he's got a very, uh, a signature attack here uh, in the second phase. You fight in the first phase. Uh, he just says these claw swipes. It reminds me a lot of the um, owl boss from death's gambit. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of that. And then the second phase, he gets a, an X attack where he stands at the other side of the screen and he slashes and it hit scans you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just causes a little X where you're at and you'll get hurt. Yeah. Um, it's just for seeing the timing of it, but there's no projectile. Right. Uh, you just had to parry it or dodge at the exact right moment. That took me a long time to get used to yeah. uh, the timing for it. I guess it wasn't that big of a deal for me. <laughs> he also doesn't always do it. Like yeah. he, he does it. Uh, he has that and he has the energy waves, which are much easier to dodge mm-hmm. um, that he sends. And he can send out two of them uh, in the third phase. But in the first, uh, the second phase, he can only throw out one. Yeah. And it's not so bad. Um, it's just that X attack. If he's leaning on that, uh, and I don't know if that has to do with what distance you're you're at or what. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a hit scan attack. He just does an animation. You get hurt from the other side of the screen. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. not like anything else that has happened in this game. No, no, it's it's not, and or will happen again. No, you know. So you just had to. It was like it was literally like a one one th- You know, like just <laughs> knowing the timing of when he starts this, when to press the button. Mm-hmm. You know, you could not go by a visual cue. Yeah. Um, you know, I was pretty much, I tried to stay on top of him, uh, Mm. you know, just because of how quick he was, uh, you know, I didn't like giving him a lot of like lead up, uh, just because that, uh, that ended up, I don't know. It, it kept him from doing, I kept him from doing that, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It it felt like I had more control over the fight when I was up close. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And, uh, Um, he ends up just with, you know, this big energy wave uppercut, uh, kind of deal and, uh, lots more, uh, area denial, like the way this fight evolves, the hit scan thing aside is, is pretty, is pretty neat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, after he dies, uh, from this (laughs) flowers for her. <laughs> don't worry like, i'll make sure she gets some bud yeah I, you know okay uh, huge okay yeah uh, energy uh we get his memory uh he he succeeded in fighting uh off the the blighted of the tower uh and everyone but the soldiers uh made an undying pact 
uh, or who had made an undying pact and the priestess were gone. So just him alone, uh, Mm -hmm. try and tug at my heart screen strings here. Yeah. Uh, and the white priestess who, you know, who, who was here was one of the only few people who would, uh, to make him feel like an idiot or something like it's, it's really (laughs) a big, big, dumb lug. Like she was the only one who understood me. Yeah. You know? Uh, Uh, so he cultivated a flower field so he could give her one if she ever came back. Right. Uh, Uh, whenever a character does something like that in a video game, I was just like, man, what do you do with the rest of your day? (laughs) <laughs> you know when when someone's like yeah i dedicated my life to uh tending these flowers just in case this girl came back so i can give her one flower yeah that that is such an extremely like shown anything to do no. and i'm just like what do you you know, read a fucking book man like how <laughs> how is this taking up all of your time yeah you know it, it's it's literally what makes sometimes characters like this and not in video games as well like not just showing anime feel very mm-hmm. two-dimensional to me yeah is that they have this one thing they do and that's it just a, it just, just a very simple motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely simple motivation. Just like the, the most shallow and simple motivation you could have, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it bums me out. Yeah. Uh, and also a bummer is he was waiting for this person to come back and they were right there all along, just dead on the other side of a wall that he never thought to check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'll go walk this 20 feet for you, big man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you don't walk it. You get his movement yeah. ability. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get the claws, yeah. uh, which lets, yeah. you, lets you cling to the side of a wall, which is really useful. It opens up a lot of exploration. Didn't yep. so much care for the like the claw attack kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, just because I already had a pretty fast attack, like the sword. You know, the Umberline sword is plenty plenty quick. Yeah. You know, I didn't need- the big knuckles. Yeah. Like big knuckle. He has knuckles energy. So you get, you get knuckles moves. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, you got that now and you can go, go to a few different places. I just had mm-hmm. to go down to like the, you know, I had this as like, all right, I've got a lot of verticality. I'm going to go do some exploration. Found a bunch of the stuff we talked about to see our, uh, generalities about the problems of the pickup economy here. Uh, but I did in my exploration, uh, while going back down through the witch's coven building, uh, came across, <clears throat> this really dark area off of the, uh, the Coven building, uh, down in the thicket. And, uh, this leads to the stockade, uh, which I definitely feel like I got to too early, but you get a movement ability that is really important here. So I don't regret coming here first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know uh, exactly the order. This is one of the few areas where you can go in multiple orders. Uh, and it might be a meat wall thing. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know what to, what's a meat wall in a game where the enemies have this much HP. Yes, you know, like this is hard. Is that is it inappropriately hard? I have no idea. Yeah, couldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, uh, you swim through an area full of mines to get here. Uh, <laughs> these these this. are instant death. They're or close instant to death. It. Yeah, and sometimes they move. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like uh, think of the Ninja Turtles second level on NES, where you're avoiding the um, the seaweed. Yeah. The electric seaweed. If that caused instant death, mm-hmm. like, and you have a dodge roll that can go through it, but if you're just a pixel off, you die. Yes. Uh, uh, and la- later on, they start throwing in courses where you have to dodge roll, uh, not just like a pick, you know, if you're a pixel too short. Also, if you go a pixel too long, you are into the next spine. Uh, this yeah. is hell. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. This, this does feel like you're here too early. Yeah. You know, at this point. Um, I didn't come here until later. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, it's full of enemies. You got these, uh, executioners who are kind of spectral. They teleport around. They're also teleporting, uh, assassins 
uh, who get up real close to you. The mm-hmm. fact that they teleport isn't that big of a deal because you're pretty mobile. However, um, that takes them off the board and you get into like almost it's probably run into a lot of video game bosses, which is just I can just decide that you're not going to do any damage to me for a while because yeah. I'm, I'm not on the board. Um, yeah. I like I this was like a mad dash for me to get through this area, actually. You know, often a pet peeve of mine. They're like, yeah. I'm invincible now. Yeah. What's frustrating is you fight these guys and they, they feel a little bit like mini bosses. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, uh, you get funneled to this end boss area of this and this boss, uh, Honer, the executioner, um, is just a little guy who summons these mini bosses at you yeah. for a, a boss that is just going to summon little guys at you. These little mm-hmm. guys seem too tough to me. Uh, yeah. This uh, is not <laughs> the, you know, the, the, the rat, the rat authority or whatever. Yeah, I know authority is the, the big real guy. Rat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's a. So what I ended up having to do, because trying to kill the execution, the executioners that he, he summons was folly. Yeah. I would spend enough time trying to kill one. Then another one would come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, just got good at avoiding them yeah. just to attack this little guy who was like d- jumping around and plinking at me, Yeah, you know, uh, and it was fine. Like once I got it, but it, it didn't feel like, uh, in terms of boss fights, it feels like lower half execution mm-hmm. to me. I, I have fought a summons, a bunch of dudes boss. Yeah. That's a lot better than this. <laughs> uh, is fine yeah uh like weirdly that sentinel sun- summon ended up being a big deal for this because those executioners tended to mm-hmm. line up so just fire you know, line a bunch of them up and fire through it does a pretty good amount of damage so mm. yahtzee there yeah. Yeah. i did a lot of dodge rolling through them yeah uh, to get this little guy who's just playing keep away Mm-hmm. The whole time, uh, this little, yeah. little prick. Come on, hey, uh, come on. Yeah, you, you eventually take out this this coward. Uh, he talks about fleeing the blight with a priestess and ending up at his uh, his workplace, the execution ground. Yep. <laughs> um, the uh, and he heard a message from the white priestess deep in the verboten domain. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, it's verboten. Uh, I, <laughs> God, just the the use of just like one single German word in the entire mm-hmm. game is very funny to me. Um. <laughs> Uh, exhorting all of the the guardians uh, to make sure nobody goes in after her. Yeah, um, she's suffering the blight for everyone. She's Gwyn. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's on fire, uh, taking care of that. Yeah. So, um, uh, his spirit gives you this you know quick short range spear attack. Again, I was all I was all done up on you know quick attacks. However, mm-hmm. you do get the fool's version of a grappling hook. Uh, which is the executioner's hook uh, very unsatisfyingly only hooks to certain things. Although it is, it, it is physics-y when you, when yeah. you launch off of it. So it's not as terrible as like a tomba as a tumble. Yeah. One, you know, it, it doesn't feel super good and it's not very expressive. Yeah. Like I, I think it, it like functionally would be just, there are certain walls you can only climb with this, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just to, to get you past certain elevator shafts basically yeah. or certain like vertical shafts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Yeah. You know, fine. I, I wish that this had other utility. Like this should be able to pull enemies towards you or something as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like a yeah. certain enemy do, do a Sekiro thing, you know, big enemy yeah. with a shield has a grapple point on it. Fire that off to stagger it or something or pull the shield off. Like this could mm-hmm. de-shield enemies. There's yeah. a lot of things this could do that would make it a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's useful because there are areas I want to get to, uh, mm-hmm. with that, but it, I didn't have tons of fun with it. Yeah. And with this, like outside of the, um, outside of the, (laughs) the spirit that unlocks doors for you, uh, (laughs) like, uh, no, there's, there's another movement ability, but like, this is, this is the big one. Yeah. 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 
Um, um, this opens up more of the stockade for you. If you, if you want to, they're like individual cells that you can go into. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, but, uh, you're primarily just going to get story here. Like, you know, it's news that it's news to the umbral Knight that the white, pri- the white pri- priestess is down, mm-hmm. you know, down on the verboten domain. Like, okay, we thought that she was going to be far along at the fountainhead, but actually, you know, plans no, change. She's in the science land. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we can go to where you thought that she was, uh, kind of these hinterlands, you know, behind the execution grounds out behind this, uh, out behind the twin spires. Uh, we get to this place called the hinterlands, uh, and you know, it's just snowy, very short section. We get this vision of a white, a white priestess, you know, of Frisia, uh, Fretia or whatever appears and kind of lures us beckons us, let's say into this cave with this huge white Lotus in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you purify it and the white priestess memory speaks to you. Uh, the white priestess is responsible for the blighted state of the world, but Lily was born too soon to benefit from the blight free world. She was trying to create by purifying the fountainhead. Yeah. Uh, so Lily wakes up the red tendrils that accumulated in her hair are gone. She's been purified and uh, you're going to, you're going to nope out. Uh, the normal night's like yeah i can't follow you i have a deathless pack i have to stay here but you go on live your life she, you mm-hmm. give her a hug and that's one of the endings yes uh, you get um the blight sticks around uh you have not saved the kingdom you've just decided to go to another video game <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go see what ha- what's happening in Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go show that King K rule what for. <laughs> yeah. I'm off to start a new life in New Donk City. Um, and, and you you head off. Um yeah, it that is not the, the good ending of the game, uh yeah. as evidenced by the fact that you can get it about two thirds of the way through the game. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, is that it? Like, no, uh, wait, did I did I really miss that much? It'd be hilarious. Uh, it'd be just very like, funny. Uh, I need more, more characters in video games to be like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this. This is awful. <laughs> like, Are you guys serious? Yeah. Uh-uh. No way. Uh, that is that is not what a white priestess would do, though. She's she's brave, but stalwart. Yes. Uh, so uh, she's not going to do that. She, 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 she will fulfill her duty no matter how uh, suicidal it is. Yep. Uh, and not have a word to say back about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not express any agency because that's no. not what we're here for. She's Moe, baby. Yeah. Um, instead, we're going to go to the ruined castle. Yes. You go yeah. to the elder Garad, uh, kind of arena in the Hamlet. There was a wall behind him, uh, that very conspicuously we could not, you know, there was no door. There was no way up it here. Now that we have the, uh, the claws, we can climb up there, uh, and get to this place. Yes. Uh, there's a mini boss uh, that's a dog called the Castletown Maiden that got turned into a dog. I uh, take that out and then never use it. Mm-hmm. Um, the castle has been overtaken by venom stuff. So black yeah. and purple goo. It's thicker as you go up. And this is a big platforming uh, up in a, a bunch of platforming. Um, they introduce uh, just absolutely fucking spam ass enemies. Like Oof. every room has what feels like four mini bosses in it now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, and do you remember earlier how Gary was saying you can uh, run past enemies if you're just tired of it? Not here, because yeah. now the game starts uh, putting in a little hyperlight drifter combat arenas. Oh, Door, doors lock and you got to kill everybody. This is like one of my least favorite tropes in video games. I hate it. Uh, the end of this on the way to the uh, boss fight where it does it like four times in a row. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's like four rooms with escalating enemies where it's like kill everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, g- kill me. Uh, so there, there are centaur knights in this that can charge uh, sorcerers. Um, these are like the summoners in Doom. 
So mm-hmm. they, you have so many enemies. And then knights with big maces yeah. who cast spells. At least there's new enemies. Um, but they mm-hmm. all feel like it feels like they needed a marquee knight level enemy for this and then couldn't choose between three and just chose all of them. Yeah. Poor Candle's uh, Trace. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's also like a blighted tower shield knight that does not behave like a tower shield knight. No. It is it is just completely vulnerable from the front. Uh, which is wild, and also it fires projectiles from the from the shields. Weird mm-hmm. choice, not yeah. not bad, but just weird. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you do end up finding stuff like there's this uh, relic called the Blight Wreath Blade that will increase your uh, your experience. There are a couple of these. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the, the relics have two levels. Yes. It's like slightly increases and then just increases. Mm-hmm. This is the the higher level one. You can get the slightly increased one like way earlier in the game. Yeah. yeah. Which is when it would be useful, most useful. Mm-hmm. Um, even then you are making a choice between like long-term gains and short-term gains. Yeah. You know, with these, because uh, you're using up the resource of the slots. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, the second place where there are a lot of elevator things and the more egregious of the two, mm-hmm. where you are working to... Uh, raise these walls to get into the central elevator. Um, this is also where they introduce, uh, I believe so. I think these show up here and in the verboten domain, the, mm-hmm. uh, the little, uh, sentry node things. Oh God. Yeah. No, I forgot to make a note of these. Yeah. This is yeah. where you get the, uh, um, the, so it's not an explosion. It's just like a red orb. A yeah. That yeah. will, uh, rhythmically, do you have to be close to it? Fuck, I yes. really wish I made a note of this. That's yeah. okay. They're, yeah. they're little uh, red, like, uh, you know, orbs. They send out damage pulses when you're close to them. Mm. Uh, you can destroy them, uh, which you need to do, but they start having them cover each other. Yeah. Uh, and being at esoteric angles that you can't get to them with your ranged attacks Yeah. Uh, from them. And some of them are kind of like interestingly placed. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my uh, take on this game is I kind of feel like this should have been the last level. Yes. Uh, this feels like final exam in a big way mm-hmm. between dealing with pretty complicated uh, platformer and navigation challenges with these damage ring things mm-hmm. and the uh, parade of mini boss arena rooms yeah. you have to go through. This really feels like an ending. Yes. To me. Uh, it's not, you know, we, we have a lot more to do, but this feels like a climax. Yeah. Um, those things, those things suck. Yeah. Those little guys suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, and like it probably to me could have been solved if they were um, just again, had less HP. They're yeah. pretty beefy for being an orb that uh, occasionally blinks on they, and off. They should the, 100% die in one hit. You just yeah. have to hit them. And that that's the challenge. Yeah. You you know, clear them off. Like they're like, yeah. like you said, they're, they're sometimes put in really interesting angles. Like it can be yeah. pretty hard to hit, like kind of test, you know, they can test your, your knowledge of your different, you know, summons for different attack angles, right? You've got those in spades. Yeah. It's on, it's at the top of this thing where again, you are doing these huge shuttle runs to unlock a gate. So you get up to an elevator, the elevator takes you to a new landing. There's another elevator. Uh, to get onto that one, there's a door and you have to go all the way around to hit a lever. Then you mm-hmm. go all the way back, go through that door, go up another elevator. Same thing. You do yeah. this this twice. It's pretty tedious and mm-hmm. uh, would be fine as a final exam kind of thing. Again. Yeah. Yep. But uh, there's more. <laughs> yeah. There, there's way more. Uh, on the way up, there is a, a mini boss you can fight if you have the uh, grapple points. Mm-hmm. Um, called the one-eyed Royal Aegis uh, here. I did not fight this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I found it. 
I think it just gets you another shield kind of kind of yeah. summon guy. Yeah. Uh, the the main thing is the boss up here, uh, Knight Captain Julius. Yeah. Uh, when we go to the thro- throne room, uh, he comes down to attack. The yeah. king is dead at his feet. Uh, it's time for Julius. This rules. I fucking love this boss fight. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, he does have, uh, he has the, the big laser at the end, mm-hmm. which if you're on the wrong side of it, you can be kind of fucked. Yes. Uh, and it will, you know, is very capable of one shotting you. I don't like yeah. a third phase that has a uh, laser that can mm-hmm. one shot you if you're in the wrong position. Cause I didn't know yeah. what the right position was before that point. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the wind up on it is pretty, pr- pretty long though. So oh, for sure. I got hit. Like I once hit you know what's coming. And then, yeah. Yeah. Once you know what's coming, it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just, there's this, nothing you can do about it other than get behind him. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he's just a, he's, he's just a knight. This is kind of an notorious kind of thing. He's got this big spear blade and primarily does like stabs, lunges, and like jump attack, you know, mm-hmm. k- 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 kind of deals. And he's pretty slow. And actually like, you can kind of tell he's a little bit degraded, uh, mm-hmm. but he, but he gains more mobility. Like this ended up being like one of the more, uh, to like, I don't know. It felt pretty satisfying. It was almost like a rhythm heaven kind of thing where like, okay, you know, keep hearing, you know, the, the you know, these attacks. And then a little bit later, it's going to be faster, but it's going to be a similar rhythm, you know, kind of deal uh, getting in. Yeah. Just real, re- a real rewarding fight to learn to me. Another reason why it probably should have been the last boss, because the, the next two bosses are not particularly rewarding. Uh, right. IMO, the unboss or the uh, beloved Muriel one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, are not very good bosses. Uh, once you beat him, we get the memory. Uh, the king is responsible for all this. Surprise, surprise, because he was obsessed with immor- uh, immortality. Yeah. Uh, give me a fucking break again. Uh, we, <laughs> the uh, the regent obsessed with immortality. We we have been here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, view the subjects who died to the blight as disposable. Uh, yeah. So uh, Julius killed the king. Right. Uh, as punishment. Yeah. For his greed. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to learn specifically how that operates, but it has something to do with, you know, the immortal knights and the way that they got that way. Uh, yeah. but that's going to be, you know, the reason why the domain is verboten. Yes. It's been, it's been, uh, for <laughs> forbidden verboten. Uh, he, uh, uh, he, we get his spear attack, which is a dash, uh, and this will allow us to bust through, uh, vertical membranes, mm-hmm. uh, there again, sometimes you can do it from any distance. Sometimes you need a big run up. Yeah. And a good uh, we'll portion see. of these last areas is going to be like, okay, I need to break through this membrane, but also I need a, I need like enough of a run up. Uh, yeah. and also there are going to be mines or those little, uh, danger nodes that I need to dodge through, yep. uh, while keeping up this momentum. Yeah. Or, or like dutious, dutifully clear them out yes. and try to clear the path if you can. We have all the movement abilities now, uh, so we can get all the go sweep up anything that we missed. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, there's uh, we can go down uh, the path beneath the the witch's coven. Coven, excuse me, excuse me, has a uh, a time door that we have to dash through. Like we do again, one of my least favorite video game verbs, and it's not 
this game's fault. This shows up all the time. Shows up in the yeah, Resident yeah. Evil 4 remake. You <laughs> you hit a switch and then a door will slowly close and you have to dash through an area to get through it. <laughs> right. I just never like that. Um, there's one where you can't do it unless you have the dash. Yeah. Uh, so we can get through it and there's a big uh, giant blob. Uh, there's Lord Blobulon. Yeah, it's like there. a tumor shoggoth kind of thing. Uh, I don't like this. This is instant death is what this yeah. is. He attacks by um, uh, at, at, like at a uh, distance. He will do like a big like slap, like a tentacle slam kind of thing that you have to parry. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you're up close uh, trying to, you know, get damage in with a melee spirit or whatever, uh, does like an instant like tentacle stab uh, out yeah. of its body. Uh, this is literally just a parry test. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. Uh, a high stakes parry test. Not the, not the boss fight. Parry test. Yeah. Uh, you get past them. We get this like subterranean lab where people are studying uh, the verboten domain. We learn a little bit about the verboten domain. Mm-hmm. We can take an elevator down to it. And the gimmick to the verboten uh, domain is that there is a blight fog in the air. Uh, so yeah. you'll take damage over time all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to go get a relic, this mask to protect ourselves. Uh, right. which we get in the depths of the stockade. Um, and once we get it, uh, it reduces the damage to chip damage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't remove it. Uh, right. It's called the, the heretics mask. Uh, that's a really interesting choice mm-hmm. that I think is used simultaneously well and badly. Yeah. Uh, there are times where it's kind of interesting because it does put a pressure, you know, mm-hmm. uh, on you. That is a new way to play the game. Like I play video games cautiously in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I play this game, they, you know, this is no different. Uh, this kind of takes that away from me. So the times where I was taking away that security blanket kind of felt exciting and cool. Yeah. I just think they overuse it. Yeah. There are just too many places that are covered in fog. Yes. Uh, personally. Yeah. Uh, I do, I do think they do make a right choice with this, which is the actual, um, like enemy combat in the verboten domain is less, uh, you know, stringent, you know, yeah. you're, you know, especially compared to the ruined castle. This is more about, um, this is more about getting on and staying on platforms, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are going to be enemies who will be a nuisance to you. And the, you know, the penalty is more time in the poison fog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but you've got this yeah. second way, you know, into the verboten domain, uh, you know, to get down here, uh, you're in the upper area. If you go down from the, uh, from the stockades, everything's kind of overtaken with this fungal growth, you know, the blight, you know, the rot that is down here, uh, as fully found to purchase, uh, yeah. and, you know, just fungal versions of basic enemies above everything just kind of looks like a rotten lump. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you have this in the notes because this is another reason why I think that the fog is kind of a bummer mm-hmm. uh, is the map is not very good here. Uh, the little route nodes that you have don't really tell you which direction you need to be going in mm-hmm. to the exit, which is would be an annoyance, uh, a minor annoyance at any other level, but is a more of a major annoyance here because of the fog. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to spend a lot of time poking at the edges and those edges are full of poison fog that do chip damage to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, a little bit to- of a bummer picture like an incredibly um uh like tall vertical shaft uh mm-hmm. that you're you know going up and down uh and the, you know that there is going to be an exit on the left because that's what the map says there is no indication though about how far up or down the uh the exit on the left is or if riding the left hand side of the level is the way that you're going to get to that exit uh as a yeah. chaos yeah yeah. Again, I just would have preferred this to be stacked up like blocks, yes. like Symphony of the Night or Castlevania or Metroid. You know, most other they, examples of the uh, of the form. 
Yeah, they, they usually don't do this kind of uh, mind map kind yeah. of thing. Uh, there's a respite, a respite we can find uh, where someone is experimenting with the blighted flesh of the infected priestesses mm-hmm. covered with all these puffball uh, funguses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we head down uh, into, eventually we get into this big blight pool. There's a mini boss called the Incompetent Sinner uh, who is uh, one of the mermaids. Uh, or <laughs> Burn on that guy. Yeah, he, what, what a dick. Uh, the uh, So if you're a sinner and you got the blight, you turn to a merman. Why not? Mm. Um, does this uh, powerful breath burst yeah. uh, on you. But if you get a spirit, it's just an air dash attack. Yeah. Um, I thought this was going to give me a move that could only be used underwater, uh, nope. which would almost make sense. But water combat, you know, there's only two enemies you fight yeah. and your homing witch missile will do just fine. Yeah, it suffices. Yeah. Um, your goal eventually uh, to get to the final area here is you've got to go on either side of this elevator shaft doing a bunch of uh, kind of gondola rides um, mm-hmm. to get to the place where you're going to open up the uh, the gates to ride the elevator all the way down. Uh, it's a long level. You kind of have to like go down around in a U, you know, down one side and then up the other uh, to get back. Uh, until you can ride down uh, to this boss chamber with a huge, like, slug enemy with these uh, big fins. This is Muriel yeah. the Beloved. Yep. Uh, and she's immobile. Uh, yeah. She's just on the left side of the screen. The The final bosses here are going to be immobile. Yes. Uh, here. And I, I think that makes them a lot easier, mm-hmm. weirdly. Um, I think this combat system works a lot better like with with julius like where you're dodging around a guy yeah this ended up feeling a little bit like a a metroid boss like a crate or something yeah um, you know and and i just thought this was a, a real real easy um like once you knew what the things were you're just mm-hmm. deciding where to be yeah you know since she would never change positions she would you know do this energy rain on you that you just have to dodge uh she would do these uh chest tumors she'd have her claw on the ground and kind of swipe towards you yeah once you knew how many times i was gonna have yeah like once you exactly once you knew uh how many times it would happen you just i need to stay here you know i Mm -hmm. need to jump this many times yeah like it ended up feeling very uh almost cupheady in that way yeah i was gonna say like the like really big um uh candy castle kind of vibes yes on this one yeah yeah uh, in the context of this game and it be feeling very easy to me. Uh, yeah. I give him credit for switching it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, yeah. Um, we can't purify this, no. this, uh, this body. There's, there's no hope for Muriel. So we have to, uh, purify her boyfriend, Faden, the scientist. Yes. Uh, who's the one who created the immortality potion by studying the blight. Uh, he was trying to recover Muriel's wife, his assistant wife mm-hmm. through the process. Yeah. Trying to uh, make sure that she, uh, you know, can get her consciousness back, but she was, you know, she was gone. Yep. Um, he stopped his research when the white priestess got too too sick, uh, and was uh, sent down here to die. Basically, um, mm-hmm. uh, Faden's soul will give you this energy attack uh, that is uh, that takes a backseat to the unlock skill where he appears and turns a Unlocks key for, the door you. for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me get that for you. Yeah, he does. So it's very, very polite of him. He's a gentleman. <laughs> um, this is the final thing we need to do. Just pass certain doors. Like it is the most give up Metroid thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like well, we need a system of keys and locks uh, for this. Do you mean metaphorically? No. Nope. Uh, yeah, as it's just a lock and this guy has the key. And do you, oh, do you get the key? No. Nope. You, you get to bring up the guy who has the key. <laughs> Can I see uh, that key? Oh, you look with your hand. We look with your eyes. Not yeah, with your hands. I'll take care of it. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a necessary part of this organization. <laughs> um, 
a, uh, yeah. a note deeper down here uh, shows that, you know, Faden, kind of the ultimate result of Faden's research was couldn't restore a blighted consciousness, but could by using the results from studying the interactions between the blight and the priestess flesh um, uh, inflict somebody with the blight while still allowing them to retain their mind. Um, yes. And that is the uh, immortality potion that the king ordered used. Um, and that escalated the blight, uh, you know, the, the, the conflict to the point where, you know, uh, things exploded with the death rain. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the final area is the abyss. Um, you travel. Well, also, let me say the things you do for the trending before you get here, because yes. that's, that's what determines it. Um, most of them are not worth talking about, uh, with all of your movement abilities, there are in just little hidey holes. There are fragments mm-hmm. of a, a MacGuffin, you know, that you okay. have to use to, uh, to do this. The most interesting and most difficult one involves this inc- like absolutely incredibly hard run through a blighted area. Mm. Uh, and it, it throws everything at you. It's like blighted. There's water blight with those underground mines, oh, uh, yeah. things like that. It's very hard. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of like a, a white palace, a uh, hollow Knight kind of thing. Like it's, it's the most challenging platforming thing you do. Mm. Um, I would, if, if I were armed here designing this, I would have just put the trending thing behind that rather yeah. than have you also collect a lot of things that are trivial to get. Right. You know, like you have to get a lot of fragments and, and a couple other ones have minor challenges to them, but th- that is the main marquee thing. Mm-hmm. took me several tries. I do not know what came over me that made me not want to give up. Yeah. I just, you know, obstinance and, and weird anxiety. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. That sounds that, very bad. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the, uh, that's the big thing. Okay. Yeah, uh, but that that that's that puts together the dingus that you need that makes you immune to the blights. Right? Yeah, so you can purify the unboss, and neither of you end up blighted. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It's the golden ending where the rain stops, and yeah. yeah, you don't have to sacrifice yourself. Right, you can live on for Ender Lilies too, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and harder. Yeah. Yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, instead of that, if once you've done that or not, uh, and under no circumstances should you. Um, you go to the, uh, we travel through the roots of the blight. Um, there are all these like flying polyp creatures we have to avoid on Mm -hmm. our way to get to the bottom where we find the right, the, the white priestess sitting in this chamber. Uh, and she says, Hey, coming here was pointless. You should run. And she is corrupted. Yeah. And then a weird thing that happens before millennia, uh, Mm -hmm. actually, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> which makes me think that Millennia's uh, transformation and this are both hearkening to a similar thing. Oh um, yeah, almost certainly in, inspired by something I don't know. Yeah, something from mythology or some kind of uh, you know. I'm not saying this disparagingly anime reference uh, kind of yeah. deal. Uh, uh, yeah, um, a pop culture thing we don't know. Yeah, uh, a huge red flower uh, kind of uh, opens up beneath her and consumes her. Uh, yes. And instead of pushing her way out of it because it's just a flower, um, she is <laughs> sorry. I just, I yeah, love that, my joke so much. It's, it's, a, it's a really great joke in like, you know, season 11 Simpsons. Oh, I mean like it's a real D minus episode. It's where they go to yeah. Africa or something. It's pretty Yeah, bad. it's awful. It's racist <laughs> and stupid, but there's a really good joke about how awful and weak plants are. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) But instead of pressing her way out, uh, she transforms into the final boss. Uh, She is uh, the Blight Lord, 
she was not the original blight lord uh by attempting to purify the blight lord that was you know leading the attack on the twin spires and such uh she was overtaken uh she yes. you know was not a big enough vessel to contain the blight uh and an so was overpowered position. yes yes <laughs> um yeah so we fight her the blight lord a big background boss uh she has a heart in the middle that we're trying to attack. She sends in uh, summons, these polyps. They're a way bigger deal than she is. You yeah. um, And shoots at you with her mouth uh, and has these ter- hair tendrils all stabbed down on you. Uh, I find her easy to avoid damage, getting mm-hmm. hurt, but she has so much fucking HP. You run out of spirit summons on this boss. Yeah. Or like I did. It was fucking mm-hmm. nuts. I was like, man, I had 70 of these. <laughs> how, like, how is this thing shrugging off 70 of these things on top of everything else I'm bringing? You definitely need to like have all of your highest upgraded attacks, uh, yeah. uh assigned with all, you know, to all six slots. Yeah. The, uh, 100% have to have those six slots just for ammo purposes. Yeah. Um, the, uh, this might be a true ending thing. She has a last phase after you do enough damage to her with this, where she breaks down and just cries and doesn't really fight back. And and the plink plonks start. Yeah, you know? I don't remember plink plonk setting. I think that's a true ending yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, you kill her. Uh, this is the the standard ending that you if you play this game, which I don't necessarily think you should do, you should 100% try to get, which is uh, you attempt to purify her and her spirit says, hey, if you purify me, it's going to kill, you know, uh, going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, her, her, my body is the root of all these corrupted flowers you saw throughout the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're the, le- the only clone of her left. That's right. why it's under Lily is not into Lily, mm-hmm. uh, there. So, uh, you know, we walk up to her, uh, and we say, you know, we should bear this burden alone. Or mm-hmm. she says she should bear that burden alone, but we purify her anyway. Yeah. And she uh, says, no, no, don't, don't let this be your fate. And that fate is ambiguous. Yep. Uh, are the two of them together capacious enough to contain it? Who knows? Yeah. Presumably it just, you're sacrificing yourself. You're yeah. rekindling the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, the good ending, you take her, uh, blight, you purify it and there's no more blight because you got the doodad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's a happier ending. Yeah. It's still not entirely sure what happens to you or what happens to all your people. Um, mm-hmm. I think that your knight has to die once you've done that. Uh, yeah, because well, his vow is his, his yeah, vow his is completed. Yeah, he like goes that. off to the spirit realm or something. I don't know, uh, but then you get to see the kingdom without rain. Uh, yeah. Is the golden ending? Yeah, uh, and that is Ender Lilies. Mm-hmm. I, a, a a real C minus to me. I there, there are things that were fun about it, and I was craving a Metroidvania. Yeah, you know, like it, it sounded good. Uh, mm-hmm. There, but I, I really just ended up wishing I had like spent more time with the Castlevania Advance Collection or something. Yeah, I, I, you know, it just it's not or or finally played through the Blasphemous DLC or the, the, the Death Gambit. Gambit's DLC. Yeah, yeah, like I, I just it it gets so much better than this. Yeah, I feel like in in terms of play, this has unique aesthetic markers that might be, uh, you know, very attractive. You know, they're subjectively attractive, mm-hmm. so I can understand somebody being like, no, 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 this is an aesthetic I really love. Yeah. Um, and maybe that will carry you, but mm-hmm. I found from a level design and, uh, enemy and boss design standpoint, this to be pretty wanting. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was kind of bummed out because I also was kind of looking forward to this, you know, yeah. souls likes end up coming to our attention, you know, just by virtue mm-hmm. of doing the show that we do, people ask, Hey, where are you covering X, Y, or Z? And I throw it on the list and check it out. And this one looked really promising. 
and it just it kind of it it didn't take very long for for it to kind of start feeling like it was coming up short um you know and go and see all the you know previous previous things that i that 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 i said just feels uh feels feels kind of wonky uh feels still like it's uh you know (laughs) attempting to it feels like it's kind of attempting to wear its its parents clothes you know and kind of tripping over them a little bit yeah it's uh it it's not as as it it could be a lot worse yep uh i think that uh the actual combat system with the spirits has a lot of potential. Yes. Um, not enough to make me curious about a sequel, but mm-hmm. I like that idea and I like it when other games have done it. Yeah. Um, I find that part of this admirable. It yeah. just needed more like the basic bones weren't good. Mm-hmm. You know, the economy, like the level design, like the basic, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, this house has good bones. Yeah. Like, this this yeah. house kind of has bad bones. Like there, there are parts of this that I like, but the bones are bad. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can put put these cool things on a on a more sound you know foundation. Uh, yeah, the fundamentals are just uh, which is weird to say about a game that again <laughs> in the microcosm, like the actual controls and stuff, feel snappy and good. It's just the things that it's having you do are are as as where it comes up short. Yeah, one of the things that is is true of me and is not true of all gamers is that I'm not, uh, and I think this is true of you as well, is I'm not really uh, primarily motivated by game feel. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like game feel, you know, but yeah. if, if I, all I cared about was game feel, I'd like dead sales a lot more, Yeah, you know, like, like a game can feel great, but if I'm not doing anything, I think is that interesting or exploring a space I think is very interesting. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter to me. You know, see Neo, see, you know, any of these things, like it just games that feel good and fast and snappy, but I don't like what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, ga- just game, it, it, yeah, game feel is necessary, but not sufficient. I think. Yes. Yeah. You know? And even sometimes unnecessary. Yeah, you know, like you play survival horror games. Uh, th- mm-hmm. Those are the worst game feel in the world. It, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a soft it's a soft necessary, I guess. Yeah. Like it's yeah. uh just you know if it is there, it depends you know, for the kind of game that it is. If it is a game yes. that requires good game feel and it's not there, that is a real problem. Uh, yeah. you know, just if if that is getting in the way of you actually performing what is being asked of you, but just uh, you know, yeah, uh, that that doesn't get you all the way to the finish line. Yeah. It's also for me, I will also admit to a mild amount of like proximity cranks with mm-hmm. this where like this let me down, but it wasn't a war crime. Uh, and I, there's absolutely no shade to the patron or the many critics who love it. I fucking hate the sexy brutale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I intend to be cruel to that game. <laughs> uh, I, I think it has a lot of problems uh, and is a very bad video game. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, I was in a cronky mood of just not playing stuff. I liked for a little bit, Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, the quarry is going to rescue me. Uh, I've, I've started, I haven't gotten very far in it cause I'm pre- preparing for the trip, mm-hmm. but that's going to, that's going to pull me out. And then next month is going to pull me out. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, but we, we can't pretend like that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can't pretend it's fair, but we can't pretend it doesn't happen. Well, it's also, uh, I'm out of step. There are a lot of people you can find, uh, writing very glowing things about the sexy brutale. Yeah. Uh, it is a very well-loved game, uh, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel like I am an alien. Yes. Uh, so we will get into it next week. Mm-hmm. If you have thoughts about Ender Lilies, the sexy brutale or the quarry, uh, write in at duckfeed.tv slash contact. And please do that by April 15th. Please do hard to believe it's already April. Uh, yes. and hard to believe it's almost May uh, because mm-hmm. similarly if you have thoughts about May's games which are mm-hmm. Norco 
The Bard's Tale or Super Mario Bowser's Fury. That deadline is May the 15th. Yep. Clarification, it is the old CRPG Bard's Tale, not the 2006 ARPG about sniffing panties or whatever gross aged <laughs> jokes are in that. Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you get panty uh, sniff bonuses in that or some shit. Might might be a fun epic suffering. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I get a synergistic. You yeah. Know, the 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 seats the seat sniffing bard goes on an adventure. <laughs> Man, have you seen that clip of the GDQ, the guy who sniffs the seat? Uh, no. What? There's a GDQ a guy got caught on camera, like uh, he's sitting next to a girl. She gets up and he like pretends to kind of tie his shoe and sniffs the seat. Oh no. And just like straight up got caught dead to rights. Like what, uh, I hope he what was a kicked mortifying out. Thing. Uh, I mean, they, they stopped doing a lot of things in GDQ, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're just like, we're just not, you know, we don't need to have a uh, redonation like, cause of this stuff, we don't need to have people on the couch yeah. doing these things. Like they just, they switched, but it was exceedingly gross. And just like the most dead to rights I've ever seen somebody, get caught, caught doing like, like the a fucking vile. grossest thing you can do yeah that that hits different after hearing all those stories about people getting roofied at a uh, gdc which oh, apparently absolutely. is not a new thing yeah sorry fucking games stop it it's wild too Dudes. because this is absolutely uh you know a, a side concern this has nothing to do with underlays but yeah. that is always brought up as the like gamers are good actually thing because they're raising money and it's like you know what? Gamer, gamers are complicated. In, in the end, gamers are a land of contrast. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, while you, it's raising money is great. That's a you know, macro and level thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, gamers can do. But if they're, if, if it's a space where, like, seat sniffing dudes are just going to be about, yeah. you know, peddling their sniffing ways. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah. 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 It's a, uh, yeah. Or, you know, or even in like an, an, an industry event like GDC, just fuck. Yeah. 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 I don't it, know how we got on that topic, but slightly <laughs> getting better. Why? Well, I just, it just occurred to me in my head. Uh, I don't, I don't know how either. Oh, the Bard's tail. Oh, Bard's tail. Him being gross. But in my head, I just have the little gif of that guy doing that. Uh, it doesn't even look both ways. You know, <laughs> it's just like, it's. Ugh. which is funny because I, I hope he gets hit by a bus yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> maybe he got better maybe he got better uh it's just a really fucking gross thing to do yeah um the uh, anywho uh, <laughs> a not gross thing to do is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeed tv yeah and, uh, uh by yeah. giving even just five dollars a month you get a ton of bonus content uh yep. including the you know full premium episodes uh so of the games we've mentioned coming up both the quarry and bowser's fury uh, mm-hmm. are going to be premium episodes. Everybody gets the generalities, but patrons get the full thing. Yep. Uh, I want to throw out a plug. Uh, the last one of those we recorded for crisis got a big response. I had a lot yep. of fun recording it. I think oh, it's yeah. a really good episode and everybody <laughs> seems to love it. Uh, so that would be, you also get that. You also get the old ones. I, 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 I would recommend, uh, it mm-hmm. is a, it, 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 you get that and you help out your boys, yep. you know, uh, makes it pleasures. so, makes it so we can go and do Midwest gaming classic, which, as we're recording, hasn't happened yet. Uh, unless you hear something, you know, yeah. through like a relative tweeting for one of us, a horrible <laughs> announcement. We're going yeah. to assume that everything went well. And we thank yeah. everybody who came out. Yeah. If we saw you there. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, yeah. Um, big. Uh, so please rate and review us on your podcast directory of choice. And big thanks to Gwen. 
yeah. uh, Gwen, our producer, who edited this episode and is a huge help. Yeah. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time, Cole? Um, I think, <laughs> no, I'm not going to save the yep. that bar. I'm not going to do that. That's way too early to poison the well, man. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to, to set you up like that. And also, I want to point out, that does not reflect on the old Bard's Tale at all. No, no, it's just it a, a weird way that guy's fucking gross. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no. So I'm going to say, uh, watch out for any wishes you might be stumbling across. Yeah. 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 Take them. Watch out for them the same way you might watch out for a folded up $20 bill. Mm, crisp. And grab it.